Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 168 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Joining us, Brent Casino, rotating panel guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. It's our favorite type of episode, the general catch-up episode. We watch stuff, stuff happened, we read stuff. We're going to talk about it on this episode, and Brandon's here too. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks, my name's Ian Levison, and welcome to episode 168 of Comic Timing. We're back in the Skype studio after a few episodes of uh, really, really old interviews and <laughs> and live recordings. Uh, now, now we've got Brent Casino back on the call from his home, uh, probably his couch, I'm assuming, right? I did not quit. <laughs> I know you did not quit. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, even though that one guy sent it to, like, all the old co-hosts and you <laughs> on the comic timing email. Well, I didn't get an email. I know I know you didn't, but comictiming at gmail.com. It was addressed to Dear, dear Matt Summer, David Price, and Brent Casina. In, in email. I mean, obviously, obviously he, maybe he's trying to steal us away. That, that thinks that be. we have some vendetta against you because you've had four different co-hosts over 168 episodes. That's not that bad a track record, especially if you factor in how many of those episodes are you, dude. Oh, true. Yeah. I, I know that for sure. <laughs> I'm not insecure in that fact. Well, good, good, good. And I don't plan on getting rid of you anytime soon, so that's good. And uh, Brandon Christopher is back on because uh, he's a semi-regular at this point. What's up, Brandon? Or does he mean to get rid of you? Mm-hmm. What? Well, if, if Matt Summer has anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt doesn't even read comics anymore, man. The, the last time I talked to him, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, it's been that long, man. I haven't read a comic in about five years. I'm like, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. So so it goes, so it goes. So we know he's not listening. Yeah, but but we still talk comics on this show. Most part, for the most part, we also talk about television shows and stuff like that. And we'll get into that on the episode to hear uh, some further comments on powers uh, outside of what you heard from uh, from Austin, Chris, and myself. Uh, we'll have on this. Plus, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the first episode of iZombie, and I got the chance to watch the second one. So I'll, I won't spoil it for any of you guys, but I'll go a little further into what that went. And uh, we we read plenty of stuff in the past couple of weeks, too. And plus, Brandon and I will talk a little bit about our CGS uh, 10th anniversary experience. But Foist was sponsored by DCBS. That's on comic book service at dcbservice.com. We can get the best deals on comic books around. 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades. And bundles, bundles, bundles. This month still has a few more days left in it as I record this, but uh, it who knows if this will be out by the time the uh, March is uh, is officially uh, still happening. But even in April, there's going to be uh, Secret Wars bundles again that you'll definitely be able to find, plus some kids' bundles and stuff like that, usually 50% off of the uh, total price of all of those issues you'll find on DCBS. And if you want further savings, go to their Comixology storefront and do that there. Discount Comic Book Service, we thank them for their sponsorship of the shoe. So, and hey, front pa- back page ad on all DC books this week. Yeah, which was totally intentional in every single way. <laughs> I'm sure the retailers loved that. Oh my god, yeah, no, like like Bleeding Cool posted it, and and they're like, yeah, so uh, somebody dropped the ball 
because that wasn't supposed to happen, and now every single retailer is pissed that DCBS got this sort of uh, a promotion. But I'm sure DCBS is really happy about it. And that's all that like, matters. Yeah, we only paid the regular ad rate. <laughs> yeah, woo! And uh, yeah, go ahead and shop with them. They're wonderful. And uh, go to Instock Trades, too, while you're at it. Yeah, everybody who uh, read a DC comic this week, uh, just go ahead and, uh, and, and, and check it out, the, the ad. Why not? Brent, well, I'll let you choose what we talk about first on this episode, since you're the one who hasn't talked the most in the last couple of weeks. So where, where do you want to start? Oh, cool. Well, uh, let's start with Powers. Okay. Since uh, we can... You know, there's a whole episode about that, so we can probably keep that as brief as 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 possible. That's fine. Me and Brandon will will talk first, and then you can just kind of say whether you agreed or disagreed with us on the previous episode. Fine by me. And we'll direct we will direct people to listen to that for more information. Giggity. Because um, I'm going to listen to it too, so I don't necessarily want to hear you say the same thing twice. Good. That's good because I don't want to um, say the same thing twice. So so I've read the first volume of Powers, the Who Killed Retro Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to be specific because there's different volume ones because they've relaunched it umpteen different times. Right, exactly. Thank you, Marvel Marketing. Yeah. For a background, most of you probably know what Powers is because Brian Michael Bendis, the biggest writer in comics, apparently writes it. <laughs> and uh, with Michael Avon Oming, one of the most unique artists in comics, yes. uh, pencils it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Oming's stuff. He's, very, he's enough, a very angular guy. If you've ever seen the movie Bulletproof Monk, Oming did the comic for Bulletproof Monk that it was based off of. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know how I found that. I, I bought it. I had it for a while. Hmm. Uh, I don't have it anymore. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, of the series, I thought the casting was fine. My biggest issue is uh, Walker. Okay. Vickis Vandermeer I have huge issues with because... A, I know the voice, the gravelly voice is an act. Yeah. It's 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 definitely put on, and that's off-putting. No, now, no. if I know if yeah. they're portraying a particular character, like when people do performances of real people that sound a real way, you know, okay, fine. Or if it's a, you know, somebody that's in their range, fine. But when you're doing an American accent and a gravelly voice, to me, that's like you're stretching it just a little much beyond the the you know the point of disbelief. Why are you trying uh, to kill me? Yeah, it's it's it sounds he's almost doing like a Batman voice. Yeah. It, not as intense, but it it's too much for me. Mm-hmm. And the dye job is terrible. <laughs> he's a blonde. I love him, I loved him in District Nine. I didn't think much of Elysium at all, so I don't know. I can't really comment on his performance in that. Mm-hmm. But I loved him in the in the A Team. That movie recently. Okay, I um, haven't seen that yet. It's not a bad film. Not a bad film. All right. So I don't understand why they, you know, obviously they saw something in him, but I don't. I'm not seeing it. But I've only read one volume of Powers. But and and with this, what kind of good dove into I Zombie? I'm watching enough cop shows right now mm-hmm. that this one, while not terrible, is not one that I need to watch right now. Yeah. And and that's kind of how I felt about it. You know, the lighting is could use a lot of work because it's very harsh, and it makes all the work they went into doing all the costumes and stuff, whether you think they're terrible or not, I'm kind of on the fence on them, honestly. Yeah. Some of them need a lot more work than others. Some of them are fine. You know, they definitely think, I feel like they have a cohesive look down. It's just that the they're trying to make it feel real world, but with the as gaudy as the costumes that the powers people wear are, it definitely does not feel real world. 
it's like almost like they're not they're just tracking they're trying not to strike a balance at all Plus, you know what I mean? plus, my favorite part of it is that, as you just stated, you know, the the first trade, who killed Retro Girl, and who's one of the main characters of most of this season so far? Retro Girl, <laughs> right? Well, it's obvious that she's going to stick around. Oh, if truly, if, mm-hmm. because I, the preview on the end of the episode, at least on YouTube, said made it look like this season's all about that drug, and not about who killed Retro Girl, which is, I think, is a smart move because. You know, how many different times has that trade been released to the comic reading public? So, you know, if you want video game people and comics people to watch your show, yeah, give us something new, please, that we haven't seen before, but still has the essence of your comic book. Yeah, they're leading, they're more more than likely leading to that event happening at the end of season one from what we've watched so far. I haven't watched the latest episode, which was just released on Tuesday, but from the four that I've watched so far, they're definitely leading up to something with Retro Girl at the end of the season, which will probably then be the mystery of season two, which I'm perfectly fine with uh, the way the way that the show is going so far. Yeah, so for me, lighting and main character changes the turn it off for me. So that's how I felt about it. Brandon, what about you? I've only seen about half of the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I've seen so far, it, it I'm not really thrilled to watch it, to be honest. Okay. A, also, I can't watch the rest of it because I don't have a PSN network uh, subscription. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go out of my way to find the episode either, too. But, I mean, right. I don't want to rehash what Brent said, but, uh, yeah, I kind of agree, mostly, also. Um, I thank you for putting together who Christian is because I was really kicking myself in the behind for that one. I couldn't, like, I, I'm like, I knew who this guy is. I don't know who, what, Fucking prawns. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Helen Bad Murdoch. Okay, there we go. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, oddly enough, though, I thought the dialogue was a little stilted at times, which is unusual. Cause yeah. It, it didn't Bendis, feel like Bendis writing. It doesn't. It, it feels like it's Bendis through a, um, a writer's room. And I get that because it's a, a an adaptation right. of, of a Bendis book. It's got the wordiness to it, but it just feels off at points but the part I liked the most was the part where it's the most awkward mm-hmm. with the characters yeah because let's be honest Walker is the world's worst cop ever <laughs> like he is just straight up terrible can we go into some spoilers here yeah go ahead in the very beginning when he uh, says to his partner make sure you give him the, make sure you give him the proper dose also too I'm like really dude you're not going to stand by and make sure you guys are right too you know? nuts get her nuts I'll walk out of the room to tell Dina to go get her nuts right yeah exactly uh, so yeah A no cop would ever do that in the first place even if you are powers division and then also he lets you use her own cell phone yes yeah no no cop. even the guys on SVU aren't that aren't that dumb right and I love SVU. Ice T is much smarter than uh, than than Christian. Does Ice yes. T need Does Ice T need his orthopedic shoes here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I just want to. And like that scene, I thought I worked the most though was in the very beginning when Christian drops off the belongings to his partner's wife. Because mm-hmm. it shows like you know they don't really get along, or there shows that you know. His wife knows that, his, that her husband that her husband was cheating on her, and also that possibly her and Christian had a fling also too. Yeah. So, it I think that scene works the most. But I like how they wrote Pilgrim. I just can't stand the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say that as as someone who's who's watched past the first episode, uh, the the relationships on the show do get a little better, and 
when you get more Eddie Izzard, it it pays off. Like, well, if you've been watching Hannibal, you know that Eddie Izzard pays. Oh, I know. Oh, yes, yes, and and for that matter, I mean, I I, I said this on the on the last episode, but I'll say it again here. Like, it, it's it's still very amusing to me that. Uh, that Eddie Izzard went from the show Hannibal, where he was essentially getting eaten, spoilers, to where he is now in this Eating. power show, Eating. Because that's that's one of his main things, uh, his, his power. He gets powers from eating people. Oh, so he's almost like a character from Chew, huh? Yes, sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a little bit, only this existed long before Chew. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, I do like seeing Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard in the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything he's in, I uh, just love automatically because he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, no, and and he does a very good job of, cr- of playing a crazy person in the show. And I think that without the mystery behind his character and the re- and the actual like relationship that still needs to f- be fleshed out with him and Christian, plus the Dina Christian relationship. I, there would be very little to work with with this show because you know Retro Girl is going to wind up dead. I don't know. Like I, I'm still waiting to read the uh, the first volume, by the way, of, of Powers. I have it uh, coming from MYPL. Really? You haven't yeah. read it yet? I have not. No. I oh, my not. God. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I think I have a digital version. Okay. I've got two copies. In the library. I've, cool. I've got two copies if you want one, honestly. No, dude. I, that, it's it's coming. Uh, I, I actually have oh, volume two. it's in two. the mail? Yeah. It, it's, it's waiting to be delivered to the, my, my, my local New York Public Library uh, location because I have volume two and the I think the second hardcover also on on order. And I have that second volume in my hand already. It's just it came before the first volume. So I'm not going to sit down and read that before I read volume one. But yeah, no, I, I'd never read it. I don't know why I'd never did. It's just I, I never did. Which oh, I, I, hmm, sorry. No, I was just going to say, which is funny because I'm a Mendes fan. It's just it's weird. Although I think it is smart, though, showing Retro Girl a lot in the first season, at least, mm-hmm. to develop that emotional hook and then kill her off. Right. Because in the book, you, you don't you get that hook to the character. And, and considering who they who they get to play Retro Girl uh, in the show, it, like you know she's never going to stick around because she never sticks around. That's her main selling point. Like every single show that she's on, she she winds up only sticking around for for a few episodes. Uh, Katie Sackhoff? No. <laughs> you you came close, but no. Um, now I'm trying to remember her fucking name. Uh, Michelle Forbes. Oh, okay. she's hot though. Yes. For her age, man, like she is looking damn good. I gotta say, like she, because I mean, think about it. She was on Star Trek: Next Generation. She's been around forever. What? Yeah, Michelle Forbes was on Star Trek: Next Generation. She she uh, she played a a character that would have been on Deep Space Nine had they decided to uh, had she decided to sign up for it, but uh, she decided not to, and then they created the character of Kira to fill in for that. Oh, Tasha Rowe. Oh, no, 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 okay. no, no, not Natasha, not Natasha. Hold on. Why am I saying yes for things? I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Ensign Ensign Rowe, I meant. Thank you, Ensign Rowe, yes. Natasha Rowe, yeah. two characters. Yeah, Ensign Rowe was going to be on Deep Space Nine if Michelle Forbes had actually said yes, and she said no. So that's why they created Kira for Deep Space Nine. So. Kira, the girl with the spots on her neck? Mm-hmm. No, no, that's... that's, that's uh, oh, Judge Kira the Bajoran. Yes, Correct. there you go. Right. Got it, sorry. got yeah. it. I, I watched the show, I, I'm just yeah. Kira, on the people. K- Kira, the one who was in love with herself. Which is my favorite uh, running gag on the show is uh, you know mirror mirror universe Kira trying to hit on herself. Hey, you know what? If it works, it works, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know, like it's it's not a great show. I will completely agree with you guys on that. It's just it, it has promise and 
could potentially be good. It's just if it wasn't the first show that that Sony was putting out, then I don't know if it would actually get a second season. But I, it, it will because why would they cancel their only show? Yeah, it, the problem is that like uh, I, I haven't watched Bloodline yet, but I did watch House of Cards season three. Mm-hmm. I watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I haven't watched any of the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Netflix, like even Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt doesn't look like any of the other Netflix shows. I haven't watched Hemlock Grove. I'm in the middle of Marco Polo, which isn't that great. Okay. But just like the the artistic quality of all of those shows are way past anything on on you know any of these other you know I don't I haven't seen any of the Amazon pilots or anything like that, but yeah. or the Yahoo you know, stuff. Or I have I have not watched any of the new community, but it's way past this power show. That's for yeah. sure. Oh my god! Yeah. Like Netflix poured a lot more money than Sony did, and Sony is a fucking movie studio. Right. Shocker like, hat. Seriously, they should they should, uh, they should have poured if they're going to try and make this a thing. They should have poured more money. I mean, the production quality on the Halo Nightfall miniseries is better than this too. Yeah. That I agree with from what I've seen of it so far. Yeah, that it's just a dis- it's just a disappointment that you know it looks like attention has been paid to care of you know bendis is acting very excited about it at least on word balloon anytime he's on there but it's been in development hell for years so at some point i'm kind of just wondering did he give up and just go just make the show and we'll go from here on the yes on the bright side they at least have a really awesome teleport sound effect on powers that that's i thought that was the coolest effect that they had it was the that guy's teleport powers yeah he kind of he kind of just kind of fades out yeah there wasn't any like you know I think that's the way it would be. Yeah, right. it wouldn't be anything fancy. It would just be you know him disappearing and disappearing. Yeah, that and Grant Morrison look like multiple men. Yeah, but I mean, listening to a Bendis on uh, the one of the later episodes of of um, the Nerdist, mm-hmm. I, he seems really jazzed by the show, and he even yeah. said he's got he found s- six more years worth of scripts on his computer. So, I mean, honestly, if they want to keep going, they can keep going. I just don't think. I just hope they don't rehash it and mash it down into something which is marketable because yeah. that's that wasn't Powers' strong uh, selling suit. Right. Uh, Powers wasn't marketable. It was a R almost sometimes X-rated uh, violent crime noir. Well, I think one of the benefits of this being a streaming show as opposed to say, you know, Walking Dead which can only do so much on, on AMC. I don't like, know. Walking Dead does a damn lot on yeah, they AMC do. in they terms do. of violence. Right. Well, that I didn't watch this past Sundays, but I watched the one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if anybody are you are you caught up? I'm I'm caught up. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, are you, are you up? caught up? I don't watch it, so yeah. All right. But okay. Well, ev- when they ev- everybody when eats they Chris. killed everybody eats Chris. <laughs> oh my god, that was like the grossest thing I had ever seen on Walking Dead. Yeah. Oh, how about this? And the or first the first episode when they went into the prison was pretty gross. Yeah. Or the hospital. But that was the, the worst. Or the one that, when they sat in the hospital. I'm like, oh my god, what is this here? Yeah. But the, yeah, the, so the, I don't know about that statement. More, more the way that, that more the way that I'm putting it though is that like because it's a television show and because they need to essentially pad it out the way that they do on TV. Like we all we can all agree. I mean, except for you, Brandon, because you don't watch it. But that that season two of The Walking Dead was absolute padding, and they've had episodes on The Walking Dead other than that where you're just sitting there like I just spent the last hour watching something that doesn't actually mean anything. And I think with a streaming show, you can get away a lot more with just straight up doing the material you want to do and not padding it out to, you know, to fill an episode when you don't have to. 
which I hope is the case with Powers and Avengers. I'm sorry, not Avengers, but Daredevil when we, when we get it on uh, April 10th. I think the plus about those is that they have a defined episode limit. Right. I mean, with The Walking Dead, there is no episode limit. They can go in as long as they want to or as long as it gets renewed or picked up or as long as people watch it. I mean, but this in with a PSN show or a Netflix show or a Yahoo show or Amazon, whatever, they have a defined limit and they don't have to worry about how many people are going to watch it because they can just put it out there and then it, they can just trickle down mm-hmm. if they want to with yeah. their audience. So I think that's one benefit. And also the fact that, I mean, you, you have a set limit. You have to tell a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. And, and, that's, and that's kind of important <laughs> to have that set upon you. Walking Dead, you know, you're, you're, you're going as far as, as AMC will want you to go, and you're creating spinoffs based in L.A. for the hell of it because mm-hmm. it makes fucking money. That's the way it works. You know, that might be the most interesting show in actuality because there's no comic for it to follow. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that we'll might s- be more interesting in the long run. Mm-hmm. Once Walking Dead catches up with the comic and starts, you know, maybe going off the rails, who knows? Hey, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm reading the uh, the volume directly after All Out War right now, and uh-huh. if if they get to that point on the show, that is going to be a very different show. Like, I I don't I honestly don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read that part of the comic. Uh, no, I haven't read All Out War yet. So. Okay. All right. Well, then, yeah, I definitely won't spoil it. It's just once you get past that to where we are now, there it's going to – you know what? It, it doesn't spoil it to say that there's a time jump, and there's a big time jump, and things change a lot. So well, I'll leave it there. For when you ca- for when you catch up to it, uh, you can, you can talk more about it, Brent. But uh, okay, yeah. well, they they probably won't be able to do it because it can't age Carl up, right? But, unless they make him an adult in the comic and they yeah. can cast a new actor, <laughs> or or they can you know actually stop trying to make Carl look younger than he is uh, and actually just you know put him in normal clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think Carl is one of the people that they haven't. I don't know that they've tried to make him look younger, other than like. He still wears that oversized cowboy hat. That's true, and and for that you matter, uh, time does actually pass on The Walking Dead, so that they're probably smart to be doing that as opposed to try to say that this has been happening over the last three weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, they've showed the seasons like summer, winter, and fall, and yeah, you know, I think maybe they've only shown one winter, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. Let's put it this way: they didn't want a Walt problem on their hands, okay, because yes. Lost handicapped themselves with Walt because there was no way they were gonna be they were gonna be able to do that had they kept him on the show. Oh they could yeah. have though. They could have thought BKV could have thought his way around that one. Yeah. Honestly easily. But BKV wasn't wasn't on the show at that point, dude. Like he wasn't a writer on the show when they killed off Walt. Mm. Well not killed off but got rid of him. Killed off. Yeah, all right, fine. Walt, he, he walked. He literally walked off in the sunset. They killed I know, him off. All right, fine. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead on Lost. Spoilers. It never happened. It happened. It is. You know what? I just figured it out. Lost is the Schrodinger cat of TV series. <laughs> Whether or not that last season happened or didn't happen. No, the whole series. The whole series. They're, okay. They're dead and alive at the same exact time. Yeah, that's true. Well, Schrodinger's lost. Let's just go ahead and call it that for the rest Seriously. of our lives. Hashtag. So let's talk iZombie a little bit since we're talking about TV and, and shows that are either good or not. I I think that I, Veronica Zombie Mars is pretty good so far. Like, it's it, it's it's different than the comic it's based on. I'll, I'll definitely say that because I read volume one uh, not too long ago, actually, like right before the first episode aired of the show. 
And it's nice to see that they have Mike Allred doing the opening for the show. That's pretty here, cool. Here. Um, it's nice to see his art in there somewhere, but the actual setup of the show is significantly different than the comic. Uh, did either of you read Die Zombie? No. No. Okay. okay. So just just to go over, summarize it real quick, because this is really easy to do, is that in that first volume of iZombie, they set up that, yes, she works for the morgue, but she her group of friends that she hangs out with, one of them is a ghost, and the other one is a were-terrier, okay? A were-terrier. He turns into a terrier, an adult-sized terrier, every full moon. What is it? Anita Blake? Yeah, basically. <laughs> But that's who she hangs out with. Like she doesn't have like a a you know sci- scientist esque uh, morgue friend to help her out of jams and things like that. Like she just she eats brains and then she goes to try and resolve how they were killed. Plus she doesn't have a a friendly cop sidekick that she's masquerading to be a uh, you know a psychic with in the comic. Like she just goes off on her own and does her own thing. And and that's the way that works. But I I am I, I understand why they had to make it more procedural to be on television. But because uh, it'd be too much like too human. Yeah, uh, being human. I'm sorry. Yeah, being human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it would be similar to that in 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 execution, definitely. But for it to be a CW show, they needed some sort of grounding, I guess. And that and Rob Thomas likes to make things Veronica Mars esque, and that's exactly the sort of thing we have going here for you for it so far. Uh, Brent, what do you think? Um, I didn't ever watch Veronica Mars, so watching the pilot, that's the problem with pilots, is that they're they're typically not fantastic. Yeah. Except for Lost, I think it's been the best one that I've watched. Um, I'm also watching Forever right now, which we're in the middle of the season, and that's uh, the one with ex-Mr. Fantastic and um, Alana De La Garza, one of the most beautiful women on television right now. Yeah. Oh my god, and, yes. And the, um... I forget the Joel something. It's like the skinny nerd guy. He's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows. He's a comic book reader on the show. Um, but basically the conceit of that show is uh, he's a medical examiner. So they work in a morgue in New York city and um, he lives forever. So because he lives forever, he has a super memory and uh, he solves crimes with the detective similar to this show and I'm really into that show, and so watching this show that's so very similar, except that instead of being alive forever, she's now dead forever, mm-hmm. um, didn't really do it for me. So I'll check out the second episode, but go- if that doesn't grab me a lot, uh, I can't say I'll be sticking with the series. second episode is way better than the first. I'm, I'm going yeah. with that now. That and because they also established some parameters, like the the zombie flash that you see at the oh my god zombie flash let's see that on the show um no but uh, <laughs> but the like the, the 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 quick flash you see of of the other zombie at the end of the first episode you get to meet him in this second episode and he's played by david anders and and that's one of my favorite uh character actors of the last like you know 10 years you know he was well great. yeah i've loved him since alias oh so. yeah exactly yeah, and he and he is really good on the show. Like they they establish his character nicely. So uh, again, let me know what you think after that second episode because I think that actually got me more interested in the show than the first one did. It's 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 okay. it's got a lot more going for it. Brandon, uh, uh, like usual, I think we have to disagree with Brandon. I actually liked it, and I <laughs> and I watched Forever also, and I really love Forever too. Mm-hmm. I'm actually behind an episode because I wasn't home last night to watch it. Yeah, so uh, am I. 
But um, I'll have plenty of time to catch up on it when it's canceled. So that's hey, you shut, you shut your mouth, I, all right? I'm only hey. saying that because of ratings, dude. I'm not saying that because Judd Hirsch is in it. The guy I, from Numbers, I know. Eat a fellow Jew. My mom loves the show. She watches He's it really because, good because of Judd uh, because of Judd Hirsch. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm just telling you, I don't think Forever is going to get a second season from Gosh. the ratings so far. I know, also, but I'm so wishful. Mean. Okay, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but whatever. I, 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 I get what Brent's saying. Saying that there are distinct parallels to the show. Yes, she, yes, they both work in a morgue. Yes, they're both undead or unliving, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I think that's pretty much where the parallels end. I, I think iZombie is a little more quirky, uh, especially. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's going for it also too. Uh, where and also I think Farber's a little actually a little more grounded in iZombie, and I think iZombie. F- it's not a zombie show. Well. Yes, that's true. But I mean, it goes into flights of fancy more often than Forever does, and I think that's really what helps the show go go forward. Honestly, from what I saw of, of iZombie, I, I I like it a lot, and I, I I like how they. It's not so much watching a comic book because if I wanted to, I'll watch The Flash or something like that. Yeah. it's it's watching a proper adaptation done right. I think. Well, yeah, no, it, it does still have the spirit of the original comic book. Like, that, that I'll, I'll certainly say. It's just, again, they did change a lot. Right. But uh, but then again, they changed a lot in The Flash, and they changed a lot in, the, in Arrow. So, you know, go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do to get it on the screen. Right. Hey, and I, Did that Veronica Mars movie ever come out? Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. came yeah. out last year. Yeah, in oh, fact, in fact, okay. in fact, HBO bought the rights to the re-airs, man. Like that's on HBO Go, and it like airs like once a week on HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, and I I liked it. I mean, I I kickstarted the thing, and then I I watched my copy of it, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's it's definitely a, a movie though that you should really watch Veronica Mars before actually watching the movie. Yeah, like, it, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, yeah. So don't just watch the movie because you'll you'll have no idea what the fuck's going on. It's much like uh, it, uh, like almost like Twin Peaks, uh, Firewalk. No, Sex City. Don't let's not talk Entourage. About those. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, it's much more like uh, like Firewalk with me for like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. We have, we have to actually watch the show to understand the characters. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, the humor of iZombie I like a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You've watched Veronica Mars, right? Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. So to going into it with the the eyes that I do. I mean, what do you think of the comparisons there? Because, like, it's it, my problem with the show, actually, is that the actress whose name, of course, fails me. Who's Rose McIver. Thank you. Her American accent sounds way too much like Kristen Bell. And that voiceover throughout the show sounds way too much like Kristen Bell. And that's why I'm drawing these Veronica Mars comparisons, because... The voiceover is a staple of Veronica Mars. And I just keep hearing that and combine with the soundtrack, which I'm sure they got the same guys to score this as they did Veronica. Like it's it's very hard for me to distance these two shows in in that aspect. So well, and I'm kind of wondering if that's going to be a weakness for that show over time. Mm-hmm. Is that it's it's so much like Veronica Mars. It's almost, you know, if you can call it a Veronica Mars zombie show, yeah. then it's not it's not a great show. Yeah. I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, hopefully they'll be able to distance themselves and actually set themselves up properly. But, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I did enjoy the second episode a lot more than the first. Well, I think that's also more of a, a 
directorial or a writer's standpoint means the most part is written and directed by the same person who did right. Veronica Mars. Yeah. That's like his niche, his right. go-to thing. The other Rob Thomas. Right, exactly, yes. It does feel like Veronica Mars at times, but not saying that's a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the show Veronica Mars actually was a very likable show. Right. Don't like how they made one character just a super douche out of nowhere, but other than that, though... <laughs> um, it's more of a, it's more of a tonal thing, I, I guess. Really, that's what it is. And I, if it's more in like more in tone to Veronica Mars, I'm not going to bitch about that at all. Yeah, well, I mean, like Party Down uh, is another Rob Thomas show, and that had a very different style of humor right. th- than Veronica did. So also different different network and different uh, it, it. Veronica Mars and iZombie are both CW slash WB shows, and it, it shows in that. And Party mm-hmm. Down was a uh, Bravo show, so yeah. That's why. I mean, if you, I can. Bravo or, the, I, or IFC? I think it was IFC. I thought it was Bravo. I don't think Bravo was ever. No, you, no, it definitely wasn't Bravo because Bravo hasn't had any original like non-reality content until like this year. All right then, yeah, then IFC then. Yeah, and and that was Party Down was really really going for almost like a um a uh, what was it was um a Arrested Development type of feel too. Yeah, right. I mean, look, I, I I wish it well, and I'm probably going to continue watching it because it's it, it's got enough going for it for that to happen. But I don't know if it's going to be the first thing I watch every Tuesday. Like, I'll I'll, I mean, de- I'll definitely be watching Flash and Shield before I watch iZombie. I mean, it's a, it's a sweep it's a sweep show, so yeah, yeah, and, and it and it's coming on when it de- when it does, so it'll still probably be on the air uh, when. Uh, Flash is going to its finale, probably. I mean, I assume this is probably a 13-episode show, a zombie, I think. Probably. I mean, I'll put it... Uh, I'll put it around May, June-ish, I guess. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, so that, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the, it, it it took the same slot that the 100 did last year. Right, because the 100... Ugh, never mind. Uh, what, I, hey, hey, I love the 100. I don't watch the 100 because uh, I liken it too much like Battle Royale, and I just can't get past that. Okay, dude. And I know it's completely different than Battle it's Royale. completely different than Battle Royale. And but I'm, I can't get past the obvious parallel from the first episode, I, and that just takes me out. I would like for you to do me a favor and at least watch, wa- at least watch the first season. I tried, and I, it came on after, uh, well, first off, I was pissed that it replaced the Tomorrow People because I love that show. Yeah. And then... Yeah. So no. All right. Fine. How much of it have you, have you watched, by the way? Uh, the one hundred. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's usually on because Don and I watch TV mm-hmm. Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays together. Yeah. So it's on. We're probably just talking to, between it, but you know, it's on. All right. Yeah, because I, I, for me, it is like my new battle star. Really, it really is. Like they they get away with shit on this show that you would ex- only actually expect to see on cable. Like like the thing, like the thing, or the other thing. What what thing? The thing that happened. <laughs> well, this season. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Like, no, I mean, I mean, the, the this this show is bloodier than Game of Thrones at times, dude. <sighs> she did straight up kill that one dude, though. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm I'm saying like it, it's a much more mature show than I was ever expecting it to be. Do we want to talk any other TV or do we want to transition? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes, yes, Brandon. Do you have a question like, for the class? About five minutes about Flash because we could because oh my god. Uh, did we watch? Did we all watch this week's episode? Uh, I only watched the one where he went when Cisco died. 
Okay. That's, that's what I want to talk about. All right, good. Then you, you can talk about that, and I will sit here and not say anything because I watched last night's episode. Oh, so I watched last night's, I watched last night's also too, but oh my God, last week. Oh my God, last week. Oh my God, last week. Last, last week's episode was pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh my God, the feels, You know, man. I'd, I tried to get Amanda, uh, Amanda and I were watching it together. It was one of our shows as opposed to like one of my shows. Mm-hmm. And her only show right now is Grey's Anatomy on Netflix. So <laughs> <laughs> she was liking it, and then she kind of fell asleep during it. And, um, you know, she was trying to give up on it. And I was like, no, 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 let's watch this one. It's supposed to be good. And Cisco died, and she was like, oh, I hated that guy. And <laughs> I was like, she hated what? him? She didn't like Cisco. She does not like Cisco. I Why? like Cisco. I don't know. I, I don't know. Second to Barry Allen, he's the most adorable person in that show. He's the one who names things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get that though. So yeah. what can what can I say? Yeah. So I don't I don't know if she's gonna get into it or not. Honestly. Well, I mean, what did you think of the episode? Um. So so she fell asleep in the middle of the last episode, and I woke her up and was like, "Oh, dang it, Olivia!" I woke her up and was like, "She went back in time." And the guy is the real thing, and he killed Cisco. And she's like, "Oh, okay." So <laughs> no emotional investment, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's that show might very well be transitioning into a just you episode uh, show, huh? Possibly. I'm going to try and get her to watch this week's and right. see if she likes that or not. Okay. But uh, I, I definitely enjoyed last week's episode for sure. It was one. It was the best one of the season so far. Other than the last time the Reverse Flash showed up. Yeah. Um, and I think Harrison Wells, I think they created a very interesting character in Harrison Wells in that we really, really like him, and but at the same time, we're supposed to hate him because he is the villain. Yes. But he's only now doing things that we hate, like, you know, some people think killing Cisco is a bad idea. <laughs> My wife does not, you know what I mean? So I thought that was, I think that's very, very interesting that they're doing that to like a villain of a show. I don't know that that's ever really been done before other than like Hannibal, you know? Yeah. But that's only because that show is super artsy and super creepy. Well, the thing, the thing about uh, Wells too, were you disappointed to actually have him be Ubard? Like at at the end? Yeah, Eobard Thawne as opposed to him being Eddie? Because... well, no, because it doesn't make sense with continuity in the comics. I mean, I expected them to be Aobard, right, dude? But but this is this is TV. You don't have to necessarily stick to continuity in the comics. Like, look at look at um, Arrow for fuck's sake. They're essentially doing a Batman story right now out of Arrow. Yeah, but I mean, if you going back to what Jeff John said, Jeff John said that this is probably the most faithful adaptation of a comic book ever. Point. So I kind I kind of figured it would be Aobard. All right. And I'm hoping that Eddie would somehow become Cobalt. Blue, that'd be awesome to see. <laughs> no. Yeah, come Co- on. Cobalt Blue. All right, as long as they don't try to force the, like, brother shit into Cobalt Blue, then that's fine, because that is still one of the stupidest parts of the Flash's backstory. But that would make the best love rhombus ever. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Come on. Love Iris, is in lo- Iris would be in love with... Okay, first off, it would not only make the iris berry love duology even more creepier because they're like almost like half brothers yeah but the fact that she loves barry's brother also too <laughs> uh, cobalt on. blue cobalt blue was the um the lo- the long lost twin of barry allen yeah uh, he was he was <laughs> twins and separated they were twins separated at birth and one was adopted by the allen oh sorry one was no i'm sorry uh that's right nora and dr allen thought they lost their child but actually 
the child survived and was actually adopted by a family called the Thorns. Is this a, a Silver Age thing or a Mark Wade thing? Both, I think, right? Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, what will it, A, what will it be? Mark Wade didn't really do much with Cobalt Blue, though. So that's, yeah, I think it was mostly Silver Age. I mean, it's, come on, from the contrivancy of it, it sounds Silver Age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, no, I have a long-lost brother. Right. Come on. So, anyway, they ra- they were raised as um, almost like bitter rivals, because that's the whole Alan Thawne rivalry thing. And they both get powers, in essence, the same way. Uh, I think uh, Barry's more speed-oriented. I think Cobalt Blues were more, what, time-oriented, I think they were? Something like that, yeah. It's a momentum thing with, uh, right. with Cobalt Blue. I remember right. that. Yeah. And so, Aobard's a long-lost descendant of Eddie Thawne in this reality here, so. Yeah. Well, let, also, for that matter, Brent, uh, is it just me or is Aobard Thawne evil because his parents named him Aobard? It's always been a possibility. I don't <laughs> mind that Eddie. I don't mind that Eddie Thawne is a good guy. I mean, yeah, he's a cop for crying out loud. Right. I think he will become adversarial because he's seeing the way that uh, Iris looks at Barry. Um, you know, I thought that was pretty obvious the last episode. <laughs> um, I know, I know, you know, looking right, right, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a bad guy on Vampire Diaries the last season, so okay. I'm okay with him being a different kind of character. All right. I mean, plus, I like the fact that Rick Cosman actually is kind of likable as a person, too. Yeah. And and, and, and you'll like this uh, this week's episode, uh, Brent, just for the the uh, Golden Glider action. Ugh. <laughs> God. Well, the girl that they chose to to play her, I think, is super hot. Yeah, smoking. I've seen, I've seen her in a couple shows that have all been like one season failures, like Flashpoint. Did anybody watch that? I, I watched Five. I, I love with uh, yeah Ralph Fiennes. Mm-hmm. I love that show, but it, it went awesome. it got canceled and then went nowhere. Yeah, but she was great in that. She was great in some other thing I saw. Um, I can't recall what it was, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan of hers. And I, I think it's funny that it's like all Prison Break actors and uh, Spartacus, you know, Spartacus and yes. stuff yeah. on on Arrow. Well, because they're they're I casting people, their actual casting director and stuff like that are the crew from Spartacus, so that's why they're getting as many Spartacus actors as they can get. Mm. Yeah, I think it's great because anybody who watched Spartacus loved Spartacus, mm-hmm. and it's all on Netflix now. If you don't, we're like, oh, I never had Cinemax. It's on Netflix now. Stars seven bucks. Stars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stars, whatever, even even better. <laughs> Who has stars versus uh, Showtime or HBO? Hey, I'm just happy to see it. I'm just happy to see it back on Netflix because that was the whole thing. When Stars left Netflix, so did Spartacus, and Chris yeah. uh, wound up, uh, I think, missing out on like two or three seasons of it because of that. So we're we're gonna wind up. Uh, she's gonna wind up watching it. I, I I might watch it all at some point. It's just the the CGI blood of the first season kind of kind of turned me off to the show. Well, that stays throughout the season through throughout the entire thing. Okay. So. Don't let that turn you off. The acting is great. Uh, the guy mm-hmm. who plays Crixus, who is Deathstroke yes. on Arrow, mm-hmm. is a great actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, Plus, me, the white look, orc and Lucy the Lawless. Lucy Lawless is also in Spartacus. You should watch it just for that. Oh, I know. I know Lucy Lawless. He saw her, the her... first season, so he know her tatas yep. are out. Mm-hmm. Her bodacious, are... bodacious tatas, yep. They are real, and they are spectacular. Hey, let's... Let, let... I'm I'm also happy to see Lucy Lawless back in the Sam Ra- Sam Raimi camp for this upcoming uh, Evil Dead show that they're going to be doing. Hmm. 
I was sad to see her on one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I know we covered that already. Uh, I know. Uh-oh, Chris just came into the room because she heard me say bodacious tatas. Bodacious tatas. <laughs> I was talking about Lucy Wallace's bodacious tatas. They're not bodacious, but they are nice. They are nice. Okay, yes. okay <laughs> bye, Chris. See you later. You really don't like them? No. Oh, jeez. And this has been your Uh-oh. bodacious tatas moment. What? What? She agrees on Lucy Wallace's tits. All right, I just didn't want you to get yourself in trouble there, oh, man. stop it. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about that. How far behind on you guys are you guys on Arrow, by the way? Uh, I'm caught up. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm caught up. All right. Because the one, it aired tonight, so I didn't, yep. you know, right. while we were talking. None, none of us none of us watched it while we were talking. That's good. All right. I, I already watched it. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm like, can they just change the name of the show to Batman already? Can they just get that over with? Because this, this Rachel Ghoul storyline is just so Batman, it hurts. Yeah, I'm. I, I like it, but it's like I. I just wish that they had. Uh, I don't know. I'm with you, Baxter. Changed it. You know what I mean? This this season, like, no, this season has not been doing it for me the way that previous seasons of Arrow have. And like, yes, yeah, so I've discussed it with Jim at work and and saying that season two, season one, season two is definitely the best season so far. Yeah, season three is trying to be as good as season two, but they don't have an overarching arc mm-hmm. at all. Seems like, yeah, and, and, no, for, and you know, for that matter, they need to stop with the flashbacks already because the flashbacks are ruining the show, especially oh. th- with the freaking return to Starling City and a flashback completely breaking the premise of the god damn show that pissed me yeah yeah we'll give you that one but i mean i think the problem with arrow this season is they're trying to give the fans too much of what they want and the fans wanted more heroes so they're getting they're giving us more heroes the fans wanted uh laurel to be black canary so they're making her black canary the fans wanted thea to be a complete badass so they made her a complete badass now it is just I don't know. Be- I've read some interviews, and they made it sound like Laurel was always meant to be Black Canary. Well, it, they, it, she was, but I don't. I think they rushed it because that's what the fans wanted. They did rush it. Yeah, no. That, they, uh, I mean, the fans wanted that. Who did not like Sarah? Sarah <laughs> is a way better character than Laurel. Sarah has butt chin, or will be. But yeah, butt chin. If you ever go on Reddit, um, <laughs> no, it's all butt chin. I don't, I don't go on Reddit at all. Sarah's butt chin. Once, once Chris pointed out to me the butt chin, I could not unsee the butt chin. Uh, Sarah had Sarah, boobs that I looked Sarah, at instead of bod- her butt she chin. Had, she, had bod- <laughs> she did have bodacious tatas, but yeah, a butt yes. chin kind of got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> she had a Peter Griffin chin, dude. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yo, y'all are just haters. Right, no, I'm not. I'd rather, I'd rather have a canary that has meat on her bones than. Uh, I'll give you that. What's her face? Who's skinny as all get out? Hey, I mean, it's it's the most interesting Laurel has ever been on the show. I'll give you that. And they and I'm glad. I'm so glad they stopped making her such a whiny. You know what, Ali? I don't like you anymore. And uh, it was always me, me, me. She's always like the freaking Marsha Brady of like of the Arrow universe. Okay, agree or disagree? CW's uh uh. Superhero shows cannot do love interests for the life of them. Disagree, because the Flash actually is doing it right. Mm-mm. Disagree. Oh, uh, yes. wait. D- Linda Park? Linda Park, yes. But frickin' uh, Iris? I cannot stand Iris. Well, when they, they just made it weird when they made her, like, his half, or foster sister. I think I'm it's sorry, that's, that's weird. That is, that, is, that is weird, but I think... It, <laughs> 
I mean, it it works only because it's, in my opinion, it's not as you know, it's more puppy dog love than anything else. And you know, it was the whole. It's not For so now. Much, it's not so much the whole will they won't they thing. And I think they're learning that from other shows also. I mean, you look at Arrow, you look at a. Uh, like something else, like the like the original, or like a Vampire Diaries. Oh God, you you couldn't. It's just all romance first. And I think with the Arrow, they realized it's character development first, then romance, and that's really what how it works in in real life. Also, too, you don't just fall in love with somebody because oh hey, you know you're pretty. Hey, girl, you know you actually you actually build a foundation in a, in a relationship with a person first, then you start to feel an attraction toward them. And I think what the problem with Iris is that is that she has that foundation, but she doesn't want to move past that foundation, while Barry wants to move past that foundation, because as he said before, he's always loved her. That's the only girl who's ever loved before. And I think now it's just... The problem that we have with Iris is that it seems at time that she is not too faced but indecisive, and that's what she really needs to make. She needs to make a decision, and it's like most people who are attached to someone emotionally and in love with someone else, you can't make that decision right away. So I think that's kind of the most realistic display of love I've ever seen before on a CW show. Meh. <laughs> Linda Park also on Vampire Diaries. Linda Park, uh, what a waste of a character, I think, also, too, because she's just there for attention, and that's the yeah. one that gets the most. I know. Yeah, well, I, and I, I won't give away what happened on, on this week's episode, but, yeah, I, I, I was not exactly happy, but whatever. Wasn't Linda Park, like, a 40-year-old newscaster in the pilot? Yeah. They just did away with that? Yeah, they, yep. they did. And, and no, not, not in, not in uh, the Flash pilot, in the... Uh, she, she, yeah, in, in in the in the backdoor pilot, she was when they. Oh, okay, that's yeah, right. Yeah, when, when on Arrow, she showed up, and and they completely nixed that. No, she was in the pilot also in Flash too. Was she uh, really? Yeah, on like on the TV, on like a talking as a talking head on the TV screen. Oh, eh, all right. Well, whatever. I thought she was. Yeah. Either way, I, I'm liking Flash. Um, Gotham. Anybody? Anybody? Done. Done. I Done. I'm still watching it, but. It's ooh, it's it's tough sometimes. I w- I was done with that show the second they pulled the Joker card. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Well, that why I'm I, that better be a red herring. That's all I'm saying, Mag. Because the gift's gotta be yeah. They, because they, th- I think that would be the hook for the show is once or twice a year we're gonna give you a potential Joker, Joker candidate. We had the actual comedian on stage on the pilot, and then we had the creepy guy from Shameless. Yeah, I think they're gonna do that once or twice a season. To really but, get you to go, is it the Joker? Mm. But well, then they then they pull the red the red hood. I'm like, oh, I want to watch it, but I said no, so no. The red the red hood actually the red hood episode was that's pretty good. Probably the best episode of the show. <gasps> yeah, like it, they do a really good job with that. It's it's the one that felt the most like a episode of Gotham Central, which is why it worked for me. Like there wasn't a lot of uh, of Bruce to go with with that because it was just a you know a GCB a GCBD episode. Right. And can we just say that this whole um, can we just say for the most part this show is a complete misstep though? Uh, let's not- be, let's let's just be honest and call it what it is. It's a misstep, and I think why it's a misstep is because they they don't know what they want to do. And Bruno Heller has this idea. And Bruno Heller wrote one of my favorite 
procedurals, which was uh, um, um, homicide. No, oh yeah, oh my god, homicide, life in the street too. But no, um, uh, was Simon? Was Simon uh, what's his face? Blank on the name right now. It just just ended. Uh, the one with the thing. The Mentalist. Okay. Yeah, and I I love the Mentalist. I loved it till the end. It's they don't. He doesn't know what he wants to do with the show, and it's I think it's because he. He wants to shoehorn in all these baby villains, and it just doesn't work. And my comic brain says, "Oh, Penguin's right because he should be the right age." But Riddler's too old. Riddler's too old for to be the Riddler now, and Harvey Dent's too old to be Harvey Dent now. Harvey Dent should be like Bruce Wayne's age, and then it just it just doesn't. All know. those all those problems still exist. I don't have a problem with Harvey Dent's age. I thought the show really perked up when they brought on, oh, damn it, the girl from Homeland, the beautiful woman, oh, uh, to uh, be uh, Leslie Tompkins. Miranda Bacaran. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Miranda Bacaran, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. she is wonderful actress. I love she her is. in Homeland. I, I love her um, also, too. Yeah, she's, she's excellent. I liked her in V, the remake. And, Firefly. Um, I didn't watch Firefly. It's, it's, smart, it's smart to make her a love interest with uh, Gordon, uh, just because that gives Gordon someone other than Barbara, because oh my god, do I hate Barbara! That- oh my god! <laughs> I was like, like I was like, can we just kill her? Can we just kill her? Can yeah, kill her, please. Can we just kill her? And I'm like thinking, oh god, Barbara Keen. So uh, she's gonna be in there. Well, I'm glad they got rid of uh, Montoya and Crispus because they were pretty useless characters. We haven't seen them in about eight episodes. They'll probably like, be back at some. point. They'll be back. Well, I like Montoya better than Crispus because I thought. Um, she had, I mean, her whole backstory with Barbara that was kind of interesting. But Chris was just—he was like, he just, hey, I'm the black guy here. I'm just for dressing. I, I don't know. I would have had um, Montoya had a lesbian relationship with Sarah Essen because she seems more age appropriate yeah. than Barbara Keene. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that Sarah Essen is like 20 years, or I don't know, probably not really in real life, but she just seems so much older than Gordon. She is. Yeah. There's, hey, there's at least 10 years there. Hey, Jim Gordon yeah. likes, likes him older, doesn't he? Well, but but that's just it, though. It ruins the uh, the the imbalance of power that was in the original, uh, you know, the original comics. There, so if they wind up having an affair together at some point, it's going to be having an affair with your boss as opposed to having it having an affair with your coworker, right? Or, you know, with your, with your colleague, and that that makes a big difference for me. In essence, so whatever they're going to make changes about on the show, they're obviously doing whatever the hell they feel like, and I guess more power to them. The Bruce stuff is not bad. No, I, I thought that would be the most annoying part of the show, but hey, oh my god, they kid, uh, David Mazou, holy crap! I would like him to be every single kid actor on television. Like him and that kid from Iron Man Three can play everybody. Give this, give that kid a freaking Emmy because he freaking deserves it, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he was the kid on Once Upon a Time, I would probably still be watching Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> I left Once Upon a Time when they hit Peter Pan. Yeah. And uh-huh. now I'm seeing, like, uh, the stuff on CBR with all the different villains and stuff, like Cruella DeVille so and stupid. Ursula. It's and I'm so like, stupid, the, man. What the fuck? It's horrible. It really I was is. Done. I was done when they brought it all, so I'm like, all right. All right, don't leave now. (laughs) No, this entire season has been a mess for that exact reason. And like, I look forward. Like, I hate to say the words "looking forward to Frozen 2, but like, I look. I look forward to Frozen Two shitting on every single thing that Once Upon a Time brought into the Frozen lexicon. (laughs) God, I just said those words. What's wrong with me? But yeah, no Gotham. I work at a toy store, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Please, Gotham. If Gotham was two separate shows, 
if it was just GCBD show and it was young Bruce Wayne, I'd be I'd be happier. Trying to trying to like piggyback in every single thing at once. Eh. God, you know what? This makes me want that freaking uh, Kevin Smith Bruce uh, um, Kevin Smith show, uh, Shadow of the Bat, that he that he talked about on his podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, did you listen to that one? No, I I, yes, I don't listen yes. to this podcast. Oh, him was him and Paul. It was basically like Gotham Academy, but where everybody instead of all the kid little kids being delinquents that Gordon's chasing, mm-hmm. they were all at school with Bruce. Or not with Bruce, but all at school together, and was, just was, getting into a, trouble there. Was that the animated series that uh, that I saw stills for? Or? No, okay. uh, that's, that's Gotham High. That was like, oh okay. From, that was from the makers of uh, of the Batman. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, no, but he he spitballed <clears throat> it on an episode of Fat Man with Batman with Bruce, with uh, Paul, Paul Dini. Dini. Oh nice! It's one of the greatest episodes of that ever. Yeah, it really I'll, was. I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, it episode out. fifty around there. Okay. Around there. All right. Cool. I can I can go back into the backlog and check it out. Yeah, but it, it, it's okay. Like the, my favorite part about Gotham is looking at the New York skyline and trying to figure out what they changed. Like that's that's it. Like like that's that should not be my favorite part of a show. It's <laughs> like yeah. me, like me watching here. I'm like, oh, that's Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They, they they film uh, Arrow, Arrow in Philly. Oh no, they, they used oh, Vancouver. Uh, well, they shot in Vancouver, but they used um, the flyover shots for season one were all Philadelphia. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. All right, that works. Yeah. I I, I wanted to touch on real quick some movie news. Uh, it's not exactly news. It's more opinions because there's Aquaman. not much news. Yeah, Aquaman, number one. Lex Luthor, number two. And Thing. From Fantastic Four, number three. We'll 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 do with the DC stuff, and then we'll, then we'll go Marvel. Yeah. So the the image of Namor, I mean Aquaman, was released. Where's my mullet? <laughs> and uh, then just today, actually, that we got our first look at uh, at Social Network Lex Luthor. And hey, <laughs> if- I I um I watched this YouTube channel called Beyond the Trailer, uh-huh. and the girl on there, Grace Randolph, she wrote a series for Boom and worked on some other comics. But yeah, I've heard of her. Basically, she made the comparison to say that that image they released is very close and reminiscent of the Walter Isaacson like Steve Jobs photo that's on the Jobs biography. Mm, okay. So if they're going in that direction, where he's like a tech guy, you know, but still villainous. Like a villainous Steve Jobs, yeah, I that think makes that sense. could be very a very interesting modern approach. He looks more like it's, Steve Jobs than the Steve Jobs still from uh, the Fastbender oh Steve God, Jobs movie. Fucking Fastbender looks awful as Steve Jobs. He like really does. you know, I know he doesn't look anything like it. I I saw the Christian Bale stuff when he was in. Yeah, but then like they released that, or I don't know if they released it, but it got leaked or whatever. And like the biggest thing I posted it, uh, I don't know where if it's my personal profile or comic timing, but I was like, you know, you can at least try and get the hair right, right. for crying out loud. Yeah, they didn't even do anything for his hair. They just let him have fastbender hair, not not even the 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 time appropriate Steve Jobs haircut. I know he has the same thing. hair in that picture as he does in the fucking today, like walking down the street. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> 
now Ashton Kutcher is the better Steve Jobs. I know. Is, you really want to do that, Aaron Sorkin? You really want to do that? I'm Steve Fine. Jobs. <laughs> uh, sure, sure you are. For Halloween, I was a freaking moment. <laughs> freaking moment. Freaking moment. <laughs> I didn't think that Steve Jobs movie was terrible either. So I, uh, uh, hey, with Ashton I'm, Kutcher, I'm still, I'm still looking Netflix. forward to uh, Seth Rogen though as uh, as as Wozniak. Oh God, I I thought Josh Gad was fine. He's much more Wozniak than Steve, than Seth Rogen. Oh, I know. I just I just oh. want to hear Seth Rogen talk like Wozniak. That's the entire fucking reason I'm going to see that. It's just to see what that sounds like. God. <laughs> that and the Aaron Sorkin walking. I'm going to look forward to that. Yo, Aaron's, oh my God, Aaron Sorkin. Stick to TV. I'm watching West Wing for the first time, by the way. I'm in I'm in season two right now, and oh. yeah, that's Sorkin. That's Sorkin. Yeah. All right, it's so Sorkin it hurts. No, go. You know what? At the same time period, go watch Sports Night. I, I've already Ooh. watched Sports Night. I know. So unwatchable. Yeah. So unwatchable. Really? Oh, God, yes. Wow. Because I, I watched it years ago. I mean, I, maybe I should rewatch it now and see if I, still I watched same it way. years ago also, too. I'm like, I just can't do it. But, but come on, I'll, man. It, it's Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, no. But I mean, honestly. Keith Olbermann was an actor? No, it's just no, that, it's, that, that's, that's essentially the characters. The, that era of Sports show. Center, yeah. Yeah. It, the, Sports Night is a Sports Center type show with two Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann analogs. With Robert Guillaume as the producer. Yeah. So that's uh, that. That's why I, I go that way because they were very much playing those characters. It, it, it didn't take much, but, uh, but yeah. But it, if you want good Sorkin, though, go watch uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. I, that's I, I already that's good Sorkin. Yeah, I. Eh, it okay. It's good for half a season. The the back half of the season is good. The first half of the season is not so good. Oh, because they because they knew they got canceled. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Sarah Paulson. First season of Newsroom that. was good, and then two was terrible, and three was eh. Yeah, t- three was better than two, definitely. Well, yeah, anything was better than two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, it, it, it looks good enough, and I mean, again, considering the fact that Brandon's paying for my ticket, I, I think that I will easily see that and think to myself, yeah, that's that's an evil Steve Jobs. Yep, that's. that's I, it that just, I, he just like, oh, evil social network. Okay, there we go. Yeah, evil Facebook. All right. In so evil- is, every, is everything we call like the L book, the L pad? Well, and sticking with the dark feel too, like I, I that Aquaman does fit with their dark and gritty feel they're going with for these movies so i can't even talk about that. i mean what do you what do you think brent how to, how to work for you i loved it I yeah that was fantastic i mean it's a warrior aquaman i mean that's 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 what it is like like i he, mean look they weren't they were not gonna shave jason momoa's head or cut his hair that was pretty damn clear Diablo. when it was official that he was yeah when it was official <laughs> that he was in fact aquaman so i wasn't you know, I was like, all right, there he's gonna be more badass. He's gonna be more Peter David than anything, and I think yeah. that's what they went with. And look, that's probably the most successful version of Aquaman to date, um, because he was so badass. And Grant Morrison, you know, helped him out. He was in that run of uh, JLA, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that has a lot to do with the look of Aquaman. They're going, when was Aquaman the most badass, the most popular? And Peter David when he had the hook hand. So we can't give him a hook hand necessarily. We could, but. It's a little far, but what can we do to make it more like that? Needs more pretty, orange. Nee. Pretty sure the book got canceled on the run also, too. So I'm not well, sure. any Peter David book gets canceled. Thank you. I was just going to say, like, that's that's his that's his shtick. That's Peter David's shtick, is that he writes really good books that got canceled. Yeah, I don't even think, that, I don't even think even that design was his, was his choice either, too. I think he just wrote a good Aquaman book. Yeah. Uh, it just... Uh, 
it could work. Uh, Honestly, it could, it could, it could very much work. I mean, I'm look. Well, this is me. This is Ian Levenstein trying to be positive about a DC property. All right. So let me have my positivity and say that is a really good Submariner that could work in the, in the DC universe. Because okay, we're not going to get Submariner in a Marvel movie. But then go watch Throne of Atlantis, and that works out even better. I think. I, I ha- mean, yeah. I, and I, I don't. <laughs> Huh? You have? I, no, I, ha- I haven't, but I, I, I have very little desire to. But I've- No, you should, because it actually is a very good movie. It's actually right. better than more, honestly. Okay. My whole thing is, I, I knew Momo wasn't going to get a haircut, even though I really wanted him to. I knew he wasn't going to do it. Shave I off just, those sideburns, Momoa. And I know they're going to go for more of a warrior king Aquaman, which is yeah. more what he is now in the comics. Also, I just wish he was more... an analogous to the character a little bit more, you know? Well, uh, I mean, we don't even know what they're going to do yet, dude. I don't like, mean I don't mean personality-wise. I mean... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ian, did you just defend a DC movie? I, that's, yes, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you, dude. I'm trying to be as positive as humanly possible. Brandon, here. you may not have to show up for this movie after all. No, fuck that. I'm sti- <laughs> he's still going to have to pay for it because I'm still not looking <laughs> forward to the Now that he committed. No, 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 no. Now that he committed. I'm not, I'm not reversing face on this fucking movie, dude. I'm saying I don't mind the look if that's what they're going for. If they're going for a dark, gritty DC movie, I think this works for what they have. It's you know, it's it might not even be my cuppa, but it works for what they have. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. Right. Might not be your cup of Joe? Yeah, exactly. But Joe Casada, yeah. Hmm. Uh, it just feels like we're stuck in the nineties again with that look of Aquaman. I swear to God, it he's just, not, he doesn't have feel. pockets. He doesn't have guns hanging off of every single it just, orifice. It just feels like oh, I got muscles. I got pectorals up my pectorals up my pectorals, man. Hey, want to see my want to see my delts? Want to see my traps? You just describe Jason Momoa, dude. Bruh, dude, bruh, bruh. <laughs> well, look, if, if he's anything like he was in in Stargate I Atlantis, swear to, I swear to God, they need to give him like an upside down visor, and that's what Aquaman is right there. <laughs> oh dear Lord. <laughs> Yes, because he just seems like the most bro-y bro you'd ever bro out with, man. Dude, we've seen one fucking black and white image and one barely color one. Like, how are you gathering that? It just it just seems that's what they're going for with that audience. They, uh, they want to get the bare minimum audience, I think. That's what it feels like. Jeez, I may need to pay for Brandon's ticket to go see this movie so he can pay for your tickets. <laughs> it sounds like Brandon's talking himself out of going. I I, I, was, I talked myself out of a long time ago, but I knew... Look, I'm gonna go see it anyway because I, I have to because I'm a, com- a comic fan. But Jesse, Jesse just, Eisenberg, you don't have to. You are under no obligation, yeah. sir. Right, exactly, and, and that's it. and that's the way that's the way I feel about it too. But I will see it for the show. That's Ian why is, that's why uh, I under obligation for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Going to say next. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 a you're a occasional contributor to comic timing, and you have a podcast that never comes out, so you don't have to worry about actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, Brandon. Spade a spade. <laughs> oh, it's right in the nuts. Right in the nuts. <laughs> right in the kisser. So there I was. Yeah. So th- there I was watching Jesse Eisenberg bald, uh, shave his head bald. When, uh, and, and that's just it, too. Jesse Eisenberg, he can look pretty damn menacing. Yeah. It, I mean, he does look pretty menacing in that, in that still. Yeah, he yeah. does. He, he, uh, don't say, uh, no, I shouldn't say menacing. He looks very intense right. in that still. I just want him to start something called Lexbook. Likes book, likes likes pods. Yeah, likes likes pads. <laughs> likes pads. <laughs> the Lex phone. The Ilex. Ilex, yeah. And I, I, there better be there better be Mercy in this one. I better see Mercy in it. That would be nice. I think she's cast. I think they have her. Oh yeah, sweet. That'll work. 
So quick quick question for you, Brent, and this is my one negative that I, that I will have this entire fucking time. How the hell are they going to fit all like 492 characters they're trying to fit into this one movie? You got me. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I, I know exactly how. A montage. I believe, I believe that Aquaman is going to be a cameo. Yeah. I think they're all going to uh, be cameos. If they're... Flash shows up, it'll be a cameo. Wonder Woman apparently has a decent role in this film. Like, I, I really think that she is the only one. It's, it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, probably mid-sized role, Lex Luthor. Cyborg and if for they two seconds. To, yes. And if they decide to throw in um, other villains and stuff, fine. Now, what really boggles my mind is the guy that they chose to play Cyborg because no one's ever heard of that guy. What's his name again? And I don't know. It's a black dude. Oh, God. <laughs> <Black. Black. laughs> wow. Shamar Moore, no. right? Oh, other black dude. No, 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 no. He's an unknown, and I'm not opposed to, to casting unknowns, but I don't, know his, I don't know that he has a resume, much less anyone of note. Like, he hasn't been on a television show any of us have seen. Hold on. Um, I'm looking it up. I don't know. You have to. You have to look let's him see. up. Uh, let's see. Ray Fisher. Yeah. No clue who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Ray Fisher. That's his name. Ray Fisher. And uh, he he has been Ray Fisher and Ray Fisher. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking up his filmography right now. He has been in nothing. He has been in absolutely nothing. Just like the the girl they just cast to play Jubilee in in the. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse movie. This is essentially his first role. This, guy, this guy's probably walking down Hollywood saying, hey, I'm going to probably go to the Gap and said, hey, you shop the Gap. Want to be Cyborg? Yeah. Hey, he's, play, he's played... Uh, he was a character in a version of Macbeth at a New Jersey theater. Oh, that can't be good. He's from Jersey. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it, this this could work. He, he played Muhammad Ali on the stage in Jersey, probably also too, right? Probably, probably. Yeah, because I, I didn't hear about it. Uh, he he's he's had uh, uh, I think King Lear uh, once or twice. I don't know. He, he this could work, but it, it's Cyborg. It's the it's the character that's going to get the least out of anything, and it's not because he's black. It's because he's the least well known character out of anybody. Well, anybody for them to give him his own movie and for him to be as unproven as an actor on film. They're certainly hedging their bets. Oh, oh. It, it's funny, Brent, that you just said his own movie. That completely depends on the success of all these other movies. Okay, oh, God, I know, way. but for them to announce it in oh, the know. casting, yeah, within you know months of each other, yeah. and the guy's done absolutely nothing other than yeah. maybe a screen test for them. There's a reason why his movie isn't coming out till 2020. Mm, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> I'm sorry about the black comment. That was meant to be funny, not offensive. <laughs> I know. We 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 get it, dude. You're not. You have to say it for the record. So it's okay. You're not running for president. You don't have to be racist. That's fine. Oh God, let's not start about that. <laughs> oh Jesus. But uh, I think it's not bad. What I do think is horrible. Oh my God, that thing image for Fantastic Four. And yes, let's go with the fact that this is a a shitty Instagram photo of a blown up poster. Which and by the way. How the hell is Fox, like, dropping the ball this hard to have promotional images out there, promotional posters out there in foreign countries, and yet they haven't released anything on the web other than a poster of the back of these people, and then we're left to Instagram to find out what and the hell thing is going to look like? Did you, did you enjoy that trailer? I thought that trailer was crap. I thought it, it was shit. It showed nothing of interest. I thought it was shit. 
that okay, trailer was. I saw a lot of people that were like, ooh, this looks interesting. I think it looks like a generic sci-fi movie. That's what it It's Interstellar. Like. That's what I thought. Interstellar. Yeah. No, that's that, what I thought. That's what I thought as well, Brandon. It's like, this the movie does nothing for make me want to see it yeah. at all, period. Exactly. Like it, it, you didn't I, show me the human torch. You showed me his hand. <laughs> you didn't show me the thing at all. You showed yeah. me a quick shot of human person before no, you, he was the thing. No, right. we saw the thing. We saw the thing's back for like three seconds, dropping rocks. I'm like, oh god, this by, can't be good. By the way, am I the only one who's going to call this movie Fant for Stick? Fan Forsick? <laughs> Forced. Forced four. Well, the, the, the freaking... Like, how four. does a four become an A? Like, please, please speak, bro. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, now it, it, that thing image, like, it actually looks like Luffy right now got stung by a bee. I got the high guys. I got high guys my phone. <laughs> Like a high guy, or or that, or that perhaps uh, the CGI version of the Hulk rolled around in a bunch of rocks and then got the mumps. Hulk yeah. has mumps. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, look I'm, good. I have no idea. Yeah, Hulk scratch. It's it's not it's not appealing. It doesn't look like it's going to be interesting to me. If it turns out to be a great movie, good. but I'm kind of hoping for a flop like I've said on this show many damn times because maybe one more flop will stop Fox from putting out the crap well actually did you know from the producer's standpoint you can make more money with a flop than with a hit (laughs) yeah that's great yeah thanks for reminding me about that buddy that's 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 great yeah 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 I know that X-Men Origins Wolverine made a decent amount of money I know oh god I know it did they still show it on FX like every other week and now the Wolverine movie you wish you, you wish you could forget. Hugh Jackman is starring in Deadpool, the pilot. You you can't sell a movie like what has been the biggest selling point on every single fo- uh, poster so far for Fantastic Four from the producers who brought you X Men the last uh, I mean X Men Days of Future Past and Chronicle. No, they don't mention Chronicle on the posters. Oh, yeah, right. They say from the producers of X Men Days of Future Past. Like, remember that movie that had the X-Men in it Well, we're making a Fantastic Four movie? Eh? 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 You know? <laughs> cross-branding. Cross-branding made that shared universe. Uh, man. I don't know. And, and like, like I've said before on the show, and I'm not going to repeat myself that, that much because you know what I feel about this already, is that I was not a big fan of Ultimate Fantastic Four to begin with, and that's what they seem to be bringing here to the table. So, whatever. It just hey, looks like poop. They come well. No, that, that thing looks like poop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that now that I look even further at it, it does sort of look like a dog that rolled around in its own poo for too long. <laughs> measles, bad measles. <laughs> Plus, now th- th- Jamie Bell was playing him, correct? Tintin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, Tintin. Poor man's Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Dude. Wait, Tintin. Tintin. The voice of Tintin. Yes, poor man. Poor man's Eddie Redmayne. Poor man's Eddie, Red, Eddie Redmayne. I'm a fan of Jamie Bell. I've enjoyed him in things. I cannot imagine in my head him saying the words "What a revolt in development" or "It's clobbering time." Maybe he's a mook, you know. I don't know that he'll say it. I don't, I don't know that he'll say it. I don't know if he'll say it either. But he's supposed to be from Brooklyn, dude. Nancy, <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be from Brooklyn, and they get Jamie Bell. He's an act. He's an actor. You know how how who who yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know who I would have liked to have seen? Who would you have liked to have had seen? They had, had they had six months of uh, Hollywood training and stuff? Who? To play a Brooklyn Jew? Who? Ian Levenstein. Hey, oh, hey, oh. hey, oh, it's clobber time. Hey, come on, hey. <laughs> All right, John Stewart, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, please. Eh, whatever. Let's let, let's let's move on to uh, to what we've read lately because we, we're a comic book podcast. We don't we don't just talk about TV and movies and shit like that. Casino, what are you, what what, what have you been reading lately? What have you been into? I have been catching up on Future's End, and it's still not great. <laughs> I'm uh, the Brainiac story. Where I'm at, I'm, I'm caught up. The Brainiac storyline did not. Or uh, go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It wrapped up. It really didn't go anywhere. It, they kind of sent him off somewhere. Superman sent him somewhere, and I guess that's going to be explained in Convergence. Okay. So it doesn't directly lead into Convergence, at least not yet. All right. Now Brother Omac is running amok, and I'm assuming that's going to end in two or three issues because that's the end of the month. You know what? Go ahead and spoil me. Uh, so did they just kill Ter- Terry McGinnis and piss me off? Uh, Terry McGinnis is dead. Fuck that. Tim Drake is now Batman Beyond. Of course. So wait, wait, the new Tur- Batman Beyond book coming out by Dan Jurgens is Tim Drake in wait, the future cur- as Batman Beyond. Wait, current continuity Tim Drake as Batman Beyond? No, five years in the future Tim well, Drake. Yeah, okay. After one. he's quit being Tim Drake and been presumed dead for X number of years. You know they draw Twitter. him a lot, a lot older Basic, than five basically, years, man. He Christian, he Christopher Nolan, Christian Bailed, Dark Knight Rises, Batman, <laughs> Tim Drake. Like, he just he, he he got fed up. He'd had enough, and he quit. Okay, and he'd been living as a bartender under a false name for I don't know how long five was years. It, was, it, was it Alvin Silva? Is his name? <laughs> Batman Alvin, Beyond Alvin is only Draper? happening five years in the future now. No, no, no it was no, no. thirty-five years. This is the confusing part. Okay. The first issue that was last year's free comic book day yeah. happened 35 years in the future. Okay. Batman Beyond was operating at that time. Okay. Bruce had been taken over by Brother I, uh-huh. so the Batman Beyond had a Jarvis program called Alfred in his head that was talking to him. <laughs> Walls. Um, let's see what else I can explain. Well, yeah, he, so then, I, in the I, first I, issue... He said, I need to go back in time to stop this. Mm-hmm. Brother I has cyborged everybody, yeah. and they're all slaves. Okay. So he goes back in time. He's supposed to go back 35 years. But he goes back He only years. ended up going back 30 years. Gotcha. Right. Okay. He's got, he, he's, he got attacked, right, from, by more Brother Iborgs, right? Something like that. Uh, so he kind of messed up, and he's five years too late. So Mr. Terrific and Batman have already created Brother I. Um, so he's still trying to stop it. And, but the issue where he died, like, he's fighting Brother I sent back, in the future, kind of like Skynet, sent back a cyborg amalgamation of Batman, Superman, and Joker. Like, you know the the Roman god Janus who has two different heads? Mm-hmm. Composite uh, that, Batman? He, he did that to Batman and Superman, or not Superman, Batman and the Joker, okay. where the head flips around on a swivel, and it's Batman's head, and then flips around 180, and then it's Joker's head. <laughs> Isn't that like Galvatron from Transformers or something No, like what's that? his face? Uh, the Triple Changer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he sent back, They had. A, he had a battle with Batman Beyond, 
and it looked like Batman Beyond fell pretty hard. Batman Beyond Terry McGinnis, mm-hmm. who was currently in love with Plastique. Okay. And she was calling him McG oh. for some reason. <laughs> like, like, as a, like as a nickname, just McG, not Terry. Create shitty um, movies, McG. <laughs> Make Fastlane um, again, please. So, so it, it looked like he just passed out after the battle and a really hard fall, and okay. that's how he died. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That is the weakest And that's how Terry McGinnis dead. That is he didn't so get stabbed. Lame. He didn't get shot. He didn't get his arm ripped off. He didn't God bleed out. He went to sleep he and died. He fell. <sighs> pretty much. He is, lo- looked like he died from exhaustion. It was pretty lame. Wow. He couldn't fight anymore. He fought his heart out, and his heart couldn't take it. Boo. Something like that. <laughs> Boo earns. God. So wait. Oh, God. Oh God. This is, it just screams countdown over again. It just yeah. screams countdown over again. Well, see, now, I will admit that I bought a bunch of the conversions titles. Okay? They got me back in for that. Yeah, a dollar? Probably as much as you ever should spend on them. Yeah, I, I spent slightly more than that, but uh, it was all 40% off on DCBS per, per title. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Like, yeah. uh, a dollar per issue. Right. Right. I think it was, I think they were all like a buck 49 or something like that. Like So so what did, what did you end up buying? Then? I wa- I wound up getting let's see. Uh you know what actually let me pull up my DCB. Keep keep talking. Keep talking about stuff that you uh, that you worked on. I'll, I'll pull up my DCB. Okay. Store. So I have not read uh Earth 2 World's End. Um I I've read like the first 10 issues of that so I'm not caught up on that so I can't speak to how that's going. But I thought that was a little bit more interesting than the Future's End. Batman Eternal um has been pretty pretty solid. So I saw I'm your sorry I saw your s- post on Facebook a couple days ago or yesterday I'm, was it? I'm sorry to say that that was not on sale for a buck on Comicsology this week. Um, that would have probably been worth more of your money. Okay. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I uh, I know that uh, Batman Eternal does have. Uh, although wait, Batman Eternal was the one that's been, that's been running for a year, right? Yes, we, there, okay. there are two issues left. Gotcha. All right. So I know that Stephanie Brown has been in that. So I would like to read that at some point, just to just to read all the Stephanie. But if, to, if that's the reason you're going to read it, you're gonna. I think you're going to enjoy it. Okay. Good. Good. So she says so she, mean, she she's does, in She's of kind of a minor character in it, but overarching, she's pretty. That's well. She might be pretty important. I will just say that. All right. You've stayed away from spoilers on the internet this past week. I've so you don't. So you don't make. You want to make her a spoiler? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Talking any more about her would be a would be a spoiler. Yes. Uh, well, unless unless she winds up dead or not dead, then then that's that's the only other thing that that could possibly spoil anything for spoiler. Well, that's what I hate about them talking to like the, uh, for example, the Star Wars actors. Oscar Isaacs is going to be around for Episode Eight. Spoiler: He survives the movie. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, Who no. Cares? Why? Why were? Why are they talking about it now? Like, that's. Oh, and, and by the way, Russo's directing Infinity War Part One and Two. I'm totally down with that. Heck yeah! Is that is that official? That's official. That's official. That's yes, that's that's 100 official. That. Yeah. Like I'm just right? I'm just surprised at the worth the ethic of those guys. Winter Soldier, Captain America 2, then to be followed by two more Marvel movies of that magnitude? Yeah. Holy cow. Yep. Wait, aren't they doing Civil War also, too? 
That's what I meant. Yeah, Captain America three. Did yeah, I right. not say that? No, you said you said two, and then you said Captain America, then you said Captain America two. You meant Captain America two and Captain America three. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah so I mean, look. Did I say yes enough yet? Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, yes. That, <laughs> I mean, as much as much as I love Joss Whedon on the Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, I think the Russo brothers are going to kill it. Honestly, I think so too. Yeah, and 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 I hope that they at least at one point. Somehow sneak in an Arrested Development reference. That would make me happy. Hey, we got Abed in uh, Winter Soldier. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, more community references. There you go. Yeah, we we can make that happen too. All right. So I'm I'm looking. I'm actually bringing up my order from this past month right now. And here we go. Did you order them on Comixology DCBS? Uh, no, just straight up DCBS. So they're. Yeah, oh, I thought you spent. I thought you used the Comixology sale. Oh no, no, no! I, that, c- convergence, I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I for, thought you were talking about the lead-in titles. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. I, I, I might still wind up doing some of that stuff, but I, I might just actually wait for that all to be traded and at my library, because. Roger. Yeah, because they wind up getting in a decent amount of DC and Marvel stuff. So, like, like for instance, Grayson. I guarantee you, I'll be able to get Grayson either from New York Public Library or Brooklyn Public Library. So I could do that. Um, okay, so the Convergence titles I wound up getting. Uh, Convergence Titans, number one. Not con- New Teen Titans, Convergence Titans. Because I want to see one-arm Arsenal and what they wind up doing with that. Because it's just so fucking stupid. Wait, like, as like the Judd like Jud Winning Titans? or This was the... Uh, they're calling this... Post-Flashpoint. Pre- Pre-Flashpoint. That's what they do. They call it Pre-Flashpoint. So this is right before Flashpoint Titans. Okay. So, yeah, and and there, which was crap, if yeah. you recall. Yes, it was. <clears throat> uh, Convergence Superboy number one. I'm picking up because you know '90 Superboy. Hell yeah. Uh, Speed Force number one for Wally West. Uh, question. I'm picking up because Greg Rucka writing question. I mean, come on. That's that's a that's a no brainer right there. Uh, Nightwing Oracle number one. Gail Simone writing Nightwing and Oracle. Boom. You know, no no question. Green Lantern Parallax for the Kyle Parallax a- action going on there. Uh, I picked up Green Lantern Core number one because a uh, good friend of the show, David Gallagher, is is writing that. So I, I definitely wanted to support him. And I'm curious what the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Green Lanterns are going to be doing in Convergence. So I'm doing that. Who, who's writing it? Uh, Dave Gallagher. He's, he's, he's written a few other things uh, for DC before, and I, I interviewed him at uh, New York Comic Con a few years back, and we're, we're, we've actually... Actually, he went to go see Big Hero 6 with me and Chris uh, here here in Brooklyn, so we've, we've hung out a few times. He's a cool dude. Booster Gold number one, Convergence, because it's Booster Gold, and it's apparently going to have two different Booster Golds in it, so that should be fun. Uh, Batman Shadow of the Bat. Yes! Uh, yes, yes, that's for you, Brent, Okay. I, I'm buying that, and I'm going to read it for you, okay? You should be happy Man. about that. I'm so happy. And uh, Convergence Batgirl, number one, for Stephanie Brown Batgirl. And Adventures of Superman, number one, for Crisis on Infinite Earth Superman. Which should be interesting, because I know that that, that basically they're going to have to decide whether or not they want to continue to die in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, Supergirl, that is, because she's in Adventures of Superman number one also. And those are the Convergence titles I picked up. <clears throat> I am not picking up Convergence 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8, because I don't think I give a shit. <laughs> I care more about the tie-ins than I do the actual series. 
but I might I might mm-hmm. at some point go back and pick them up. Like maybe if they're on sale on De- on Comicsology or something like that for ninety nine cents a piece. Um, I could save you some money and give you a Countdown Arena. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so don't. it's got Scott McDaniel art, and oh. I don't know who's drawing nine issues of Convergence, <laughs> but I loves me some Scott McDaniel. Well, let me let me look it up actually, because I think in Vampire Batman, because I remember buying that, and that was pretty cool. Vampire Batman, God, man, that was the only thing worthwhile in Countdown. Ca- Countdown Arena was just weird. <laughs> it really oh, Countdown yeah. was just weird. Countdown Arena was just fun. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm I'm listening to uh, the audiobook version of Countdown. Mm-hmm. Does so it make much, more sense? much more coherent. Oh my god! Holy! Do god. they tie it in with? Does it line up with Final Crisis? Yeah. If you listen to Fifty Two Countdown and Final Crisis, coherent. Hey, hey! If they're telling the truth about these solicitations, Andy Kubert and Ed Bennis are doing the art for Five through Eight of Convergence. Um, sold. I'll see some Andy Kubert, but Ed Bennis has lost me the past couple times I've seen his stuff. Yeah, as long, wait, as he's long lost as... his edge. Mm-hmm. Like whatever he was doing when he was doing JLA with Meltzer mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. The last couple stuff he's done, he uh, either he changed an anchor or changed his style, and it's just it's not the same. And se- seven or eight, seven and eight are Aaron Lepresti. Mm. Yeah, I, I like him. I yeah. like him. I, I again, I'm I'm will wind up picking it up probably via these uh, Comicsology. Uh, what is it? A month later, they're usually they're usually uh, a buck less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or okay. no, they're two months. Two months. Yeah, they switched okay. them. It's now two months, gotcha. not a month. All right, then I'll I'll do that for uh, two months later. I I can wait on that because I've got so much shit to read uh, from Marvel and a uh, bunch of uh, Marvel Unlimited stuff I still need to read. So I can I can wait the time. That ain't gonna kill me. All right. Uh, so, can we talk about Robo Batman and all that stuff? You you can talk about that to your heart's content because I am nowhere near caught up on Batman. So, if you and Brandon want to want to go on that, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, there's Brent, nothing ahead. to talk about other than the look of it because you, you mean Chappy there's Batman. Nothing, there's nothing. Yeah, really. <laughs> really doesn't <laughs> I, like I am, Chappy. Hi, I am Batman. <laughs> and there, there's no way you can't tell me that Greg Capullo didn't see anything about Chappy or Scott Snyder. Oh like, my God! Yeah. You know, that's just clearly. <laughs> you know, it's not going to last, man. Well, just just like freaking T-shirt Superman. Like I make jokes about him on the Facebook page, but like he he might have gotten the uh, the T-shirt fifty percent off a of Target, but you know he's eventually going to wind up in an actual outfit again. Well, I love how they just redes. You know, they quote unquote John Romita Jr. redesigned Superman's costume and made his sleeves longer for like a and, day. You know, and now he's got like a T-shirt costume. Two months later, yeah. Like what the fuck? Come on, y'all. Make up your damn mind. Wonder Woman getting pants? Uh, what is that? I, that Wonder Woman costume is awful. I like the like, pants. I I miss the pants from from the original New Fifty Two poster. Yes. Before pe- yeah. the crybabies cried about it and made her lose the pants. That just is the Azrael wrist blades as too dark. A fan as they am as <laughs> as as much as I love them on Azrael, I hate the wrist blades on Wonder Woman and the it red, seems- white, and blue motif. Like, no, red, white, and black. Also. Red, white, and black. No, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. No, thank you. It, it's it's another one of those designs that you know is going to be gone in less than a year. Oh yeah, as soon as Finch can't draw the book, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna change it. Yeah, what is up with those wrist blades? Like, I mean, you mentioned it. Like, why why is she shopping at Azrael's like Etsy store? 
Hey, hey, look, they block bullets and then she can shoot things back at people now, okay. right? I mean, they're they're trying to make her the god of war and it, recently in the Wonder Woman they introduced Donna Troy, mm-hmm. who's kind of the evil proto Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. And what they're doing with her is they're trying to uh they're trying to make her take over as Queen of the Amazons because Wonder Woman is no longer fit to lead because she's never there. So so Donna is Troy a- is is back in in the new 52. Okay. Yes, but right. she's currently not the Donna Troy you remember. She's a Trying to, t- she's a usurper. She's trying to take over Wonder Woman's queen gig. Yeah, whatever. Well, fair, whatever. Wally West is a is a black kid who steals. So whatever. Well, well, to be fair, the Donna Troy that we knew, we never really knew in the first place. So that's true. Who is Donna Troy? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, going back to Wally West being black. Hold on, hold on. If Wally West shows up in the Flash next year as somebody, I don't know if it, I saw it on CBR, I believe. If he's black, how are they going to relate it? Say that he. Oh no. Cousin. West Iris, okay, he can't be black. Yeah, I was thinking Linda Park yeah. for some reason. Okay. And I'm like, how is the Chinese lady gonna be <laughs> cousins? I mean, I know it's possible. Yeah, but, it was but, just but no. Of, what were you? What were you gonna say? Add up in the math. Sorry, uh, but uh, back to who was Donna Troy? Actually, Mike, I gave that to my girlfriend to read, mm-hmm. and honestly, she said she was not confused by it at all. Good. And this this is coming from a girl who doesn't really read comic books other than other than what I give her to read. Mm. Yeah, uh, spe- speaking of of, uh, of comics that have been read, uh, I, I've been going through a bunch of my uh, trades that I've been sitting around, and no lie, I have had one particular comic out from the library for the last three years, and I've just been renewing it, renewing it, renewing it, and I finally got off my ass to read it. Yes, it was from because... Yeah, no, 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 it was because Chris finally just went and like read all of the comics that were sitting on my pile and she read them and I'm like, all right, fine. I should probably read this finally. So it took me forever to read Cavalier and clay, the, you know, the novel, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I finally read Brian K Vaughn's the escapists. Really? And it is amazing. Like an excellent, excellent proto sequel to Cavalier and clay. Um, the the basic premise of it uh, have either of you read it? Uh, no, actually, no, not. Okay. neither. All right. Well, the uh, the prem- um, by the way, you should read Cavalier and Clay, dude. Like, I know I know it doesn't have pretty pictures in it, but it's it's a good uh, it's a good novel. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get through Winds of Winter right now before the next season of Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, when, when you when you're done with that, go ahead and tackle Cavalier and Clay. It's fucking huge, but it's a it's excellent. Like any fan of comics will love it. But the you know the premise of the of the original novel Cavalier and Clay are uh, these two uh, uh, you know creators creating the character the escapist in the golden age of, of comics and basically tracking their history from there. What the escapists does is it actually picks it up sort of modern modern age. I guess it's like 2012 when the comic is happening, and this kid who's father was a huge escapist fan and when his father died suddenly all he really had left was this collection of of comics to remember his father by so he went and he read all of these escapist comics you know from front to back every single issue other than the one issue that he was missing from his collection and uh, he actually wound up getting that that issue at one point and then just threw it out because he, he couldn't bring himself to, to read it and he decides I'm going to write the escapist and 
his his mother unexpectedly dies and he winds up getting her inheritance and he winds up spending that inheritance to get the rights to the escapist and he gathers together his best friend as a letterist and hires this girl to be the artist of the book and they create this you know sort of this modern version of the escapist and it's doing really really well for them and from there another company tries to take the rights from him and the story takes some twists and turns from there there's multiple styles of art in it as well cuz you go from them creating it to then what the comic itself looks like on the inside and that's that's a really really cool visual effect there to have two different artists drawing two different styles like that it's very well done and it's probably right up there with like i think it might be like my second or third favorite Brian K Vaughn thing i've ever read like it's it's really well done and very respectful to the original source material. So that's it, when if, when when you guys read Cavalier and Clay, if you have not, do read it's the Escapist immediately afterwards. Like track it down; it's available. It's a dark horse book, so it's still in print and stuff like that. So I would definitely give that your time. But I have to read Cavalier and Clay before Escapist, definitely. Yes, yes, you will you will understand it a lot more. Well, not not that you will understand it; you'll you'll appreciate it a lot more if you read Cavalier and Clay first. Okay. Yeah. And plus, the other thing I read recently is The Wicked and the Divine, uh, Volume 1. Uh, that's uh, Kieran Gillen and uh, Jamie McKelvey's new book. And, I'm, I'm out. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, you, you, don't, you don't like McKelvey. Why you don't like McKelvey? Is it, is it like Young Avengers? Uh, not really, I actually. Read, I tried to read Young Avengers. I read one issue phonogram, I think. From Comixology, that was free, and I was like, "This is the same stupid thing." I'm not interested in what they have to say. Well, they're 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 to my liking. This this is about a group of gods that uh, that reincarnate uh, every 100 years in the body of teenagers, and the teenagers then have two years to live after that. And uh, when one of the gods who uh, who reincarnates uh, gets framed for murder. Uh, it's then up to one of the fans of, of of the of the gods who essentially are almost like teen idols uh, to then try and and figure out uh, what happened here uh, in the first trade. And I, I like it a lot. The art is superb. And anybody who is is a fan of Giffen, and, uh, uh, sorry, of Gillen and uh, and McKelvey will probably wind up liking the book. So there you go with that. Uh, Brandon, what have you been reading? Uh, I've been uh, reading a lot of trades because I'm working too much and I don't have time to read <clears throat> actual nice. issues. But I caught now caught up on Saga up to volume four, and oh my god! I just read that myself. Yeah. Oh my god! Because mm-hmm. I, I picked up at, at uh, the ten year anniversary, mm-hmm. and I picked up two volume, which is now volume nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, volume nine issue. Oh my god! Also, Brent, and I you, love it. Did you read Saga volume four? I assume, Me? Brent. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the single issues. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, fucking awesome. Yes. So I don't know where volume four ends technically. Volume four ends with the janitor kidnapping. No, it's Marco. It's after that. It's 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 Marco and and Prince Robot. Yeah, and Marco and Prince Robot first teaming up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right there. That's not even that big of a spoiler there for those of you who haven't read Saga or are still reading it. So. You know, remember that. But yeah, uh, what, what what else, Brandon? Uh, and also, uh, leaving Megalopolis too. Oh, good, you did. Yeah, I burnt through that in like all like five minutes. Oh my god, pretty sweet. I put right? it down. I couldn't put it down. Yeah, it's it, it's really well done. Yeah, and I 
it it's weird. I don't usually like books that set up for another book, mm-hmm. but I could forgive it with leaving them at Megalopolis because it's written so well. Yeah, there is more coming from that. I, I don't know when yeah. it's going to happen, but uh, Calfiori and uh, and Simone have said that there's definitely more to come. I mean, they, apparently they killed the Kickstarter, so yeah, they have enough money to fund that book for. Oh my god, I hope like five more trades. Plus, Dark Horse, I think, distributed it, so mm-hmm. th- that's yeah. that's working in their favor. Right. Uh, just and it's weird seeing <clears throat> a almost well, not almost X, but like hard R-rated Gilsman book. As much as I love, like you know, Secret Six and um, um, Villains United, mm-hmm. those kind of felt like PC thirteen. But this is God. Oh my God. Yeah. Just the amount of. Gore Char- and all that, yeah. Well, not so much the gore, but also hard to find character development, also too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, in the amount of time that, in the amount of space they had to work with, too. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You really do get the impetus of a character fully by the by the end of the of that first volume. Yeah. And uh, with is the twist, the new, I, is it the new Fifty Two Secret Six worthwhile? Eh, eh. I read the first two issues. I'm like, eh, that's all right. I read part of issue one, and I'm not really digging the art. I mean, I know that the art is going to be Dale Eaglesham uh, in a, another issue or two, so I can probably stick it out. But the story is okay. But considering that I'm not a New Fifty Two fan to begin with, and this is you know new versions of characters that I already liked the old versions of, um, I, I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to read a little bit further to see if I, I actually dig it. It's weird seeing the characters that I liked, who I who I, who I knew, should I say, mm-hmm. from the previous incarnation of Secret Six in, in this light. It's just... Yeah. It's a little jarring. It's jarring, and it just doesn't tin right with me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you're reading, like, Black Alice, and you just... The, the reason why I liked Black Alice is because she was not a sociopath. She was just confused of who she was. Yeah. Here, she's, she's just a complete sociopath in this one. Uh, you know, Catman still kind of has his own code, but now he's, just, he's more like a feral Catman in this one here, and it's just weird. Catman is prob- probably the character I like the most uh, out of out of the book. Because you, 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 you can sympathize with him because of what happened to him. Yeah. It, it, it's all based on perspective, and until we get that backstory of, of all the other characters, it's just hard to... Like him. The problem, the thing about Villains United and Secret Six is that you liked them because you knew who they were already, and even if you didn't know them, like characters like like Jeanette or Scandal, you yeah. you got their story real quick to make them a fallible or likable. You you in fact, you guys bringing up uh, Secret Six just made me remember that I was really hoping that that would be one of the convergence titles was would be Conversion Secret Six, just so we could have a few more issues of. Pre uh, Flashpoint Secret Six with Ragdoll. Yeah, that would have made me very happy, but not to be. Or knockout. Oh, knockout. Yeah. Brent, did you catch up on Spider Verse? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, so good. Uh, really good. I thought they didn't quite stick to the landing. Yeah. Like I like Spider Island a lot better. Okay. Just for the conclusion's um, sake, or the just for the conclusion's sake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But as a whole, I thought it was a great event. Yeah, I the landing, the ending could have used some work. Well, I th- I think that part of it is is that he could only end it so much, considering Secret Wars is coming. And well, I, I think I don't know if him breaking up the epilogue into a totally separate issue, mm-hmm. whereas like you know that last really the ending, the part six of it, 
um, part seven is total all epilogue. Like the last page panel in part six is the last is like the denouement kind of. And there's no there was like all right I guess that's it we're done yeah okay and there was like oh yeah there's an epilogue next issue once <laughs> but you didn't know that until we got it yeah and then it was all epilogue so so I would have liked a little bit a little bit more in in part seven I guess of the conclusion or something well what the thing that Spider Verse did right for me though is I am shockingly enjoying Spider Woman the title. Because I, I picked it up as part of Spider-Verse, and I I liked every single issue. So I'm, I'm going to stick with it, and even with the Greg Land art. I mean, the Greg Land art was as shitty as it usually is. Sorry, not he's a Greg off. Land. Yeah, but he's off now, exactly. And I, I like the new costume, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see where that's, where that's going. And I also caught up on Spider-Man 2099. I read all see, those I, issues and really liked it. See, I'm, I'm kind of pissed at that book now, because I, when we were at uh, 10th anniversary, I picked up issue two by accident not issue number one mm-hmm. so um, I got a book I can't read I picked oh I did pick up Spider-Gwen though okay I did I did enjoy Spider-Gwen even though it took place in Medias Reyes of the prior story so I kind of yeah. lost is what happened but I mean they give you enough clues enough context clues that you can kind of follow along with it though <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad that that Japanese Spider-Man made it out of this <laughs> um, I didn't look at Spider-Gwen I did look at the new Ant-Man book that's great Oh yeah, good. That's great. If you're enjoying Daredevil, Ant Man is great. Okay. Uh, which Ant Man? Scott Lang or Hank Pym? Scott Lang. Scott Lang. Of course, it's a new movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I, a new I, movie. I figured as much. Yeah. No. Yeah. So um, who's, on, who's, on the, the, who's on If you like the the Dare, if you like Daredevil and Hawkeye <laughs> from Matt Fraction, yeah. you will you will enjoy Ant Man. Okay. Same same duo or is it no? Uh... No, similar similar feel, different it's, duo. It's what Nick Spencer, I think. Uh, I have I have no idea. Or is but that Lemire? The art the art is in a Samney vein. You know some of the other Hawk, Hawkeye issues or Hawkeye artists. So it fits right in that family of humorous action superhero book. Cool. Very yeah. much got it. You know, and if you ever if you if you did read um, Superior Foes of, of Spider Man, like I told you to, mm-hmm. um, you would enjoy this as well. Okay. I, so I, I, right I have not wheelhouse. read that yet, but it's on my unlimited queue, so it's going to happen. Oh, Superior Foes is great. Yeah, Superior. It, it is actually Nick Spencer, uh, so I, I was right about that. Uh, the artist is, uh, if, if this is actually who the artist was on issue one, uh, issue five's artist is Ramon Razanis. So, I, I, and I know Mark Brooks is doing covers, so I, he might he might be the cover, also the the rotating artist since Marvel likes to do that. He hasn't. I have not seen any Mark Brooks art. That's more in the vein of Samney and Gotcha. Some of the Hawkeye people. Cool. Cool. I'm trying to think. Other than that, um, the other thing that I caught up on, uh, remembering, 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 uh, yeah, just Walking Dead. And I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad to be to be done with All Out War, and uh, it did not go the direction that I thought it was going to. It is another that might not have quite stuck the landing the way that uh, Brent is talking about for Spider Verse, but after reading the next volume, shit changes, and it's 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 definitely a, a, a leap, and it could very well continue this story of Walking Dead for as long as as Kirkman wants it to go. He's done a good job cool. with that with us, so yeah. Has anyone caught up on Avengers stuff? I'm about a month behind right now. 
Okay. Yes. You can't explain it to me. So, yeah, the, the last one I read was uh, when Thor picked up the Thor with two R's hammer. That's, okay. that's, that's the last one that I read. All right. Yeah. What, what, why, what, what? I assume something big happened? Not per se. Okay. Um, I mean, big stuff does happen mm-hmm. once they jump ahead uh, into time runs out. Hmm. Um, are, are you not there? Oh yeah, no, no. I'm in time runs out, dude. Like I, I'm, okay. I'm only like a month behind. So I, I again, the last thing that I read was uh, was Thor picking up the Thor with two, with two <clears throat> R's hammer to face the Beyonders or whatever were that were that were fighting uh, him and Hyperion. Gotcha. Yeah. Which again, I, it's hard to tell New Avengers and Avengers apart, but that was that's the last thing that I remember reading. Was that also also with the whole uh, Namor Black Panther shit going on? So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Um, there was one other thing. Oh yeah, right. Um, so which Secret Wars titles are we actually looking forward to? That's something I wanted to bring up real quick because I have I have not really like I I looked at the solicitations, but none of them I was kind of like I mean, same thing with the Converges ones, other than Asbats, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, I don't know. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I think the main book is going to be the one I'm interested in. Maybe Planet Hulk, maybe Civil War, since got Lenil U on art. Yeah. Um, Old Man Logan, you know, ben I'll check right. that out. Yeah. But anything more ob- obtuse or obscure than that, I'm kind of... Kind of iffy on. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm. Sh- I mean, I'm sure as hell gonna pick up the Spider-Man. Uh, uh, that, what is it? Vows or whatever it is. The uh, the one with uh, married Spider-Man that Dan okay. Slott is gonna write because that that looks pretty good. And they just announced one that I think is gonna have a backup with with the MCU universe in it, the MC2 universe. With Spider, with Spider Girl, and uh, you know the A next guys and all that. Oh, I am so down then. Yeah, that was just announced. Oh, now I remember. That's actually that's Spider Island. It's a Spider Island book with uh, a backup with MC two, written, hmm. written by DeFalco and friends. Oh, DeFalco. DeFalco. Yeah, but that. Come on, man. The only the only thing I want DeFalco to write is Spider Girl. That's true. <laughs> He can stay away from that, everything else. <laughs> that and maybe like, uh, yeah, you're right. Just, just, yeah, just yeah. the MC two stuff. Yeah, please, dude. Nothing else. Nothing else. All right. No Thunderstrike. None of that shit. That it's it's done. It's in the past. Spider Girl is the only thing he can unless, write. Unless it's Thunderstrike from MC two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because again, a next and and J two for that matter. J two. Uh Dark Devil. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh man. All right, I think that's that, that's kind of it. If if you guys don't actually have any secret wars thing to mention, the only thing I'll mention is is that uh, I think of the ones that are coming out, probably Secret Wars twenty ninety nine, uh, Spider Verse, A Force looks pretty cool, even though that's not technically a Secret Wars book. It has the banner on it, but that's uh, G Will Wilson on writing, so I'll, I'll definitely look forward to that. And Ultimate End. For sure, because you know I want to find out what happens to Miles at the end of this shit. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, but the the Miles Morales Spider-Man book has been terrible. Really? 
You think? Not maybe not terrible, but uh, it's not. It's not up to par as, as what it was before when it was just Ultimate Spider-Man. It's been driveless. That much I'll say. Because yeah, it's kind of like aimless. It, yeah. I thought it was cool that they aged him up a little bit, but the first thing they did was bring back Peter Parker, and I for sure thought that was going to be a clone or whatever, and then it turns out that it's not really answered, but they go on leaving him yeah, alive. It, it, it's a mystery. Like, what the fuck? It's a mystery, and you're about to end the universe. So are we ever even going to get an answer with that? That's really not. Yeah, that that's kind of disappointing to me. The, what I do like is what they've been doing with him and his father. That's that's kind of cool. That that was nice because yeah. that was kind of left over. Right. But this stuff they're doing with Hydra now is just ugh. Yeah, I haven't read that issue yet, but I know what happens. So, yeah. No, it's it's lame. All right. Well, he's treading water waiting until the end, man, because I'm pretty sure he's one of the all-new, all-different Avengers, because from that, that silhouetted... Uh, I think it's cover. Karnak. They're trying to make yeah. the Inhumans a thing by giving them a silhouette cover, too, huh. and two different books, okay. like Uncanny Inhumans, un, what, what is the one that they're doing the silhouette for? Inhum- and Inhuman, like, I think, or something, I don't know. Inhuman is still an ongoing, yeah. Steve McNiven is drawing an Inhuman book. Okay. Which I doubt that's going to go on longer than six issues as him as an artist. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I wish they would stop trying to make Inhumans a thing. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. It's been Let go- the movie come out, and then let the movie yeah. be good, and then let it be a thing. Yeah, the, the Agents like of Guardians. S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff has been pretty good so far, though. I mean... I know. That, that's yeah. been fine, but stop trying to force these characters down the comic book throat. I agree. I agree with you, especially making Quicksilver and... And you know, basically retconning them into being in humans or something else in the in the MCU just doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. It's, Wonders, it's stupid. It's pointless. All right, anything else, boys? Nope. No. Cool. All right, I think that's that. That in that case, that is it. This may or may not come out. Uh, before or after the room recording that I did at com- at, uh, at CGS 10th anniversary, because that's that's going to take a lot of editing. <laughs> that episode- oh, you wanted to talk about that real quick? Also, yeah, let, or- let's let's talk about that real quick. You got to see more than I did. You got to actually see the studio. What was that like? Yep. Uh, How blue. did you not go to the studio? Uh, because I. <laughs> that's I, because- a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> so we- I so I call. Right, so. We had this plan to go to breakfast at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. at Shady Maples. That didn't because if you don't get there, if you don't get there early, mm-hmm. you don't get a seat. Right. And I said, "All right, I'll be there at seven. So I left my house at five thirty. Mm-hmm. Got there by seven. Yeah. Made excellent time house. on the road there. You live in Philly, right? Yeah. I made it from Abington to Reading in, in under an in under an hour and a half. So I made great time there. Nice. Oh wow. <clears throat> uh, so it's only it was only like. Maybe forty miles, but it just sucks because I, I take the turnpike. Yeah. Uh, so I get to the Shady Maples and I call Ian. I'm like, Ian, where are you? Uh, yeah, we decided that seven o'clock was just way too early to wake up in the morning to get breakfast, so we'll be there around another hour, eight o'clock. I'm like, All right, cool, cool. So I go find Pants and Shane, all the rest of them in the front lobby. We're sit, we at our table. It was like maybe fifteen of us total. So we get there. Sitting and Pants goes, Hey Brandon, where's Ian? I'm like, Oh, he should be here about an hour. Hour goes by. Hey, hey, Brandon, where's Ian? I don't know. Let me text him. So I text Ian, I text Raph. I'm like, where are you guys at? Oh, we're on our way. We got stuck. Uh, 10 o'clock rolls by. Yeah. Yeah. I get a text. Yeah, we're here. We're in line now. 
Like, right. Was it ten o'clock? I, I, I could have sworn it was. It was like nine, but e- either way, it was way later than we were supposed to be. Yeah. So what happened? Well, it was more the the situation of, uh, of Raph's the, fault. Yeah. Well, no, it, it's it was not Raph's fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. It was not actually Raph's fault at all. Not this, um, not the same. No, the heat was not working at the place we were staying, so that complicated factors a little bit and. Then coordinating the fact that just about all of us were running on no sleep for like two days straight, so it was it was like you know forcing us all to get up uh, earlier than we all usually do, and then coordinating eight people to you know use the bathrooms and get out of there the way we that uh, you know as fast as humanly possible. And Whoa, eight people! Yeah, man, we we, we were we were all staying in, in one a, room. A, a, no, not in one room. Uh, it, it was a house we were staying at. It was an Airbnb. Oh. But uh, but the Airbnb we were staying at was having heat heat issues, so that oh. that didn't. How help. does that work? Airbnb, Air, Airbnb, is it like Uber but for cars or for people? <laughs> for, yeah, it's like Uber yeah, for, for, but for cars. Wait a minute. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, it's it's like essentially you rent either spare rooms or entire houses uh, for a short amount of time. So this this is an un, basically a a rental house for the three days that we were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we only wound up spe- spending you know like 110 bucks per person for three days. So you okay, know, a, a, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. And see, Airbnb makes it think that you're in someone's house, right? And that's just or, it. We, I mean, with them still living in it. Sometimes yeah. it is. Sometimes oh. it is. Like, if so, I have two empty rooms. I could Airbnb. You could. Yeah, you could. If 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 it's legal to do so in your town, then yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, like like technically, New York's Airbnb laws state that you have to actually live in the place that you're renting. Um, that's actually in our bylaws, so that people don't open up illegal hotels. Like that, because there there were actually a few people who tried to, uh, while people were still living in the apartment, convert an apartment into a hotel without uh, uh, letting people know, and that's not exactly a good idea. But you don't have to worry about that in Orlando because it's Orlando, <laughs> so you should be fine. But yeah, Florida so man. yeah, right. So we we did that. Then the front door did not was not closing correctly, so that delayed us an extra like fifteen twenty minutes as we tried to figure that shit out. And then we hit a little bit of traffic going there, and that's why we were delayed. So that's now, why we were, were later than everybody else. Were you in Reading or were you in like Emmaus or like we were in area? Reading? We were in Reading. Reading. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the the thing is with Shady Maples, Shady Maples actually isn't in Reading. It's actually outside of Reading. It's by almost uh, almost half almost hour. near Lancaster. Half hour. Almost near Lancaster. Half, half yeah. hour, thirty five minutes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then we said Brian said, "Oh, we're going to take the tour of the studio." Mm-hmm. And to get to the studio, I drove past it three times and I couldn't find it. It's actually <laughs> in like a it, okay. It's in a residential residential area. But in the residential area is a manufacturing building, like a garage for like a truck. Yeah. Like a truck uh, truck warehouse. You would completely miss it. It has no signage on it whatsoever. Correct, yes. And then also, you have to walk to the back of the building also as well. Yeah. So I call Pants. I'm like, hey, Pants, uh, can't find you. Where are you guys at? He's like, can you see me now? He walks out the building. Oh, there you are. So like, drive down the hill, mm-hmm. find a parking spot. It had just snowed. The yep. week before had just rained the day before. Yeah. So it was all crappy up here to drive around in. Parking was a crap was a crappy over there because it was like a little gravel area. 
So I go, I go to the studio. The studio actually is not that big. It's only maybe about three rooms total. One main room for recording, uh, storage room, another office across from it also as well, which I think which they may share with, with the other people. But it's actually not bad. I thought they it's were sharing like, space with Brian's brother's uh, carpentry thing. So and that may be it. Then that may be uh, maybe may like all. So that's what that's probably what it is then. Yeah. But uh, it's carpentry somewhere else in the room. Uh, from what I saw, it was a big wooden looking room. So with decorative table. So that could be the all the stuff that Brian's brother did. Yeah. Well, that's but literally uh, that but literally is. Like, no, they share the space with uh, with with Brian's brother. That that much, right? Yeah, yeah. But l- literally, it's you have to walk through a gar- you have to walk through a truck garage to get to the place, and then you're in the, you're in the studio. Yeah, and by by the time we actually got to the studio, they had already left for uh, Gold, Golden Eagle to set up for the uh, actual recording. So that's why I, I missed out on that. But uh, maybe the next time they have one of these events or something, I'll actually be able to finally see that damn studio which i've missed out on like twice now so go figure you, li- but, you literally you literally missed it by like five minutes too. i know i figured yeah yeah whatever so it goes but i mean at least we got to go to Red, uh, golden eagle again which is still one of the better stores i've been to mm-hmm. yeah with all with all the back issues they have man and stuff like that yeah they had 50 cent and 25 cent back issues there yeah and i went hog crazy Yep. I I just wound up getting one thing, uh, actually two things technically, because I got that issue of Spider-Woman uh, with the new uh, costume, because I wound up getting that, I, they, it was what, a 20% off uh, deal when, when we were there? Uh, 10%. Ten, 10%, right. Wait, no, 10%? I could have sworn it was 20 10%. All right, 10%, whatever. It, there was a little bit of a discount uh, at the shop, and I got uh, the first volume of Lucifer, actually, because I figured that they're making that into a TV show now. I might as well actually read the comic. And I'm reading Sandman for the first time, so it'll make sense to read Lucifer as well. And I picked up that, and that was the two things I picked up while I was at the Golden Eagle experience. So that was fun. And the, the recording itself was good as it always is. And, and then uh, Brandon gave me my Captain Falcon, and that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Falcon punch! Yep. Falcap. Yep. And then we, that night, uh, Brandon had to do other things, but we went to uh, Third and Spruce, the place that we used to go to for post uh, Super Show events. And we all just uh, gather around a table. They have a new room they just opened up there, and it was about uh, 10 or 15 of us, and we just hung out and still ate. Still snobby or no? What's up? Are they still snobby there? Yeah, they're still snobby like they always are. No, actually, we had a trainee waitress that was actually really nice and wound up being incredibly accommodating to us, so that's all that mattered, and their burgers are still fucking delicious, so that's right. all I needed that night, and we had a good time, and it was all worth it, and here's to 10 more years of Comic Geek Speak and see how many changes they go through during the roster of, of, of those 10 years. Oh, yeah, by the way, I should, I should have went with you to that record shop, because on the way home, I got into an accident. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what what happened? I rear-ended a, a woman. Ah, oh, dude. Here's, okay, here's here's how weird it is, okay? So, looking at my GPS, trying to find where to go. I missed my turn. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, screw it, I'll, I'll go to um, uh, uh, I'll go to Sheets, right across the street from the mall. Yeah. So, going to Sheets, I see the, I see the light turn green, hit the gas. Problem is, the lady in front of me doesn't hit the gas. Oh. In front of me. <laughs> God so I tap, her, I, I tap her like five miles an hour, so it's like whatever. All right. But here's here's a kicker, though, okay? Yeah. While we're exchanging information and waiting for the cops to come along, 
I find out that she is from the next township over from me. <laughs> okay. I'm from a- I'm from Abington. She's from Horsham. I'm like, what is this going on here? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but uh, not not much damage to either one of you. No, not no, right. I should not even scratch. Okay. So yeah, good, good. Then then that's that's less of a rear ending and more of a accidental bump. Right. Right. Yeah, give, her a, give her a little up tap. That's good. That's good. Yeah. The uh, the record shop was very small, by the way. I mean, it, it had some good some good stuff, but I was not buying anything. Uh, M- Yanni wound up buying the soundtracks uh, on vinyl of like the first three Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah. Those are those are hard to find, actually. So yeah, yeah. And, and I think he also got the uh, one of the spoken word adaptations of one of the Star Trek movies, also. So hmm. that's pretty cool. And that was our weekend. And that is that. And Brent is apparently going to be in New York in uh, uh, November, so that'll be nice. What? Yep. Thanksgiving, man. Mm-hmm. You go, you're going to New York? Yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. By way of Philly or no? No. No. <laughs> no. What the fuck would I do that for? <laughs> he's, com- he's, coming into, he's coming into a New York airport, dude. Oh. To go to where? Just. Uh, it's my mother-in-law's dream to do the... To see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in person. So she's basically taking her, her husband, Amanda's college-age sister, me, Amanda, and Melanie. She's paying for all of us to be in New York for a week. We're going to stay at the Residence Inn on 35th Street or something like that. Oh, wow, nice. Somewhere in in, in uh, Times Square area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that was an area. We're yeah. looking at hotels, and it says yeah. Times Square. I'm like, this is nowhere near Times Square. Yeah, th- 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 <clears throat> it's not that far of a walk from Times Square. That's all you need to be. Okay, well, it's like yeah. what, so, five blocks, probably. Yeah. So we're staying there for the entire week, and cool. um, we're gonna do all the New York touristy shit, and then do Thanksgiving Day Parade there, and they've got an indoor viewing area with breakfast and an omelet station, and an outdoor viewing area that you can go down and see the pr- stuff fly by, and. Yeah, actually, actually, you saying that you're going to be at where you are on 35th Street, I might actually be able to like join you for lunch at some point because my office is on 31st. Okay, cool. Yeah, Let's so I will, I will be right around there. So. Hey, Brent, you, you know you know what you should do also too? Come to where the history is from. <laughs> you're, Washington, yeah. D.C.? I've, I've been there. I lived there for four years. No, 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 no. Where the actual history comes from. Philadelphia. Oh, I, the, I, I, the birthplace of America. I, I, I thought I thought you were going to say. Uh, Why would I want to do that? They're full of fresh princes and 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 Tom Hanks AIDS people. And, I, and I don't want to go to Philadelphia and Rocky. I get a cheesesteak uh, down here. Okay. No, you can't. Yeah, but it's no, not the no, same. You can't. It's not the same. It's not the same, dude. Those Wawa cheesesteaks down there are terrible. Wawa, wah, 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 wah. I have not had a Wawa. I've had a Wawa club, not a Wawa cheesesteak. Don't do it. It's not not that great. The Wawa I had Club. a brisket cheesesteak last night at a br- uh, barbecue place down here. Hmm. That's not a cheesesteak at all. With uh, that's a not a real cheesesteak. Different kind of cheese. No, yeah. it was not. It was good though. <laughs> Sounds fucking delicious though with brisket. It was Damn. really good. Damn, Damn. yo. Hey, that, was, you know, that was one of the best Philly, parts man. about being in San Antonio. I got a great steak a in the mall. Why do I need to come to Philly for a cheesesteak? Oh my no. god! Stop god. it. Great steak. <laughs> Boo Ernst. You're, you're, hurt, you're hurting my soul, man. You're hurting yeah. my soul. Uh, if not great steak, then, um, God, what's the other one called? There's like two or three of them. Yeah, man. When you're here in New York, I'm going to bring you. Steak Escape. Yeah. I'm going to bring you this to this great New York pizzeria called Sabaro's. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dude, we got one in every BJ's and Costco down here. I don't need to go to Sbarro's. <laughs> BJ's and Costco are much more, they're much more uh, affordable. You never Buck have 50 to a go slice. to Sbarro's. You never have no. to go to Sbarro's. No. Sbarro's is fucking terrible. Sbarro's is a mockery. It's a disaster area. Mm. Now, no, famous it's... Famiglias. Now, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, also <clears throat> terrible. Don't do that either. Oh, seriously, come, come visit Philly. We're awesome here, man. All right. He, he, you've convinced him he's never going to go to Philly. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap this baby up here. Uh, Brent, any uh, bullets coming up or anything like that? I don't I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. All right. I'm sure we'll do something for E3, but that's in June. Yeah. Jim keeps going, going it's coming up, it's coming up. I'm like, dude, it's June. <laughs> like, that's a long-ass ways away. Like, Avengers is coming out closer to that, and it's yes. not that close. Hey, if, so. if you if you want to try and coordinate uh, getting Jim on to talk Avengers, we can maybe do that because uh, I'm I'm going to see it opening night uh, that Thursday actually. So I'll be I'll have seen Avengers by the end of that weekend. So maybe the the week after it comes out, we can we can all get together and talk about it. Roger, cool. I'll, I'll seeing see it, I'm seeing eight p.m. Nice. I'm going to seven thirty. I gotta arrange a babysitter somehow, so I don't know when I'm gone. Yep. Well, uh, I think I'm actually seeing it twice in the same weekend because more than likely I'll see it Free Comic Book Day uh, day also, since uh, the theater's not too far from uh, Jim Hanley's. Oh yeah, I, you get to go to Jim Hanley's. How about you? You get to go to the the, the good comic shops and all that jazz. You should go to Midtown. See yeah. where Raph used to work. You can go, you can go to Midtown. Midtown's not bad. You can get uh, all the bad Raph stories and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what was your most hated thing about Raphael Suhu? J- just go in there and scream the word Raph and see if anybody reacts. Just, just, just say, like, get maybe. the fuck out! <laughs> Crickets. Oh, jeez. Uh, Brandon, pimp your wares. Doing a new update on my blog, uh, com. Of course, waiting patiently for some time to do some stuff with my co-host for the podcast, mm-hmm. Pop Culture Clash. It'll come out uh, sometime in the next century. Yeah, 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 whatever. And then also, I did something. I applied for Screen Junkies, if you know what that is. I do, yes. Uh, No, they're in LA, but I applied for their contest for the movie fights. So I sent them my my resume and my uh, video. So, all right. Well, hopefully that'll work out. If that works out, woohoo. Yeah. And and you'll actually have a byline. Yeah, I know, right? Go figure. Yep. Cool. Other than that, though, uh, not much, you know. All right. Cool. Well, you'll be around and uh, all that jazz, and uh, you're not coming in for a special edition, are you? No, but uh, okay. in my CC, yes. All right. Cool. That'll work. When, when is special edition? Special edition's in June. I actually got press credentials for that, so now I have an extra pass, which I'll probably give uh-huh. to my best friend because his birthday's in April, and I'll just call that the birthday present. All right. If I, I may swing down, then I'll try to at least. All right. Cool. That works. Uh, as usual, sponsored by DCBS System Compass Service. As you heard earlier in the show, so this will be a quickie. Uh, 50% off of Marvel DC hardcovers and trades. 40% off of Marvel DC Image and Dark Horse single issues. Go to their digital storefront to save even more. DCBService.com. Thank them for their sponsorship. If you have not listened to the Powers episode, I would suggest you do that soon. Uh, so you can be caught up on the first four episodes of the show. Me, Austin, and Chris go into that in depth. And like I said, uh, the CGS uh, room recording episode will happen sometime in the near future if it hasn't happened already when this episode's out. So look forward to that. And further content down the line, like we said, the Avengers episode will come in May. April will be filled with a whole bunch of shit that we haven't thought of yet, but you'd know it's going to happen because we've been somewhat regular with our releases for once. Actually, not even for once, for the last year or so. So get ready for that. 
See that, Brent? Hey, at least one one episode per month, man. We're we're somewhat regular. Woo! Yeah! Like what? Like fiber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And uh, extra points and all that shit coming as well. So, email address, comictiming at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash comic timing for all of your comic timing needs. Proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league. Brandon, thanks again. No problem. Thank you. No problemo. Casina. Yo. No word. And as always, there's always time for comics. Got on white. Hey, bros, I heard you like grape soda and chicken, yo. (laughs) Matter of fact, I do. Actually, no, I'm not too much into grape soda, but I do like chicken. You know, I didn't expect them to do relationship-wise on the 100 also, so. And uh, Brent, you're you're Darth Vader breathing a little bit, so so just move your mic a little bit. Yo, yo, word, word, homies.